Well, this is breaking news on Louder with Crawler. I'm Perry Matheson. We take you now live with our on-the-field reporter, Jimmy, in Flint, Michigan, where the President Barack Obama himself has flown in on Air Force One to pay the struggling residents of a city once famous for its alarming crime rate, now most notorious for its fungi-ridden tap water, a visit. Jimmy! And Jimmy's dead. We'll keep you abreast as this story unfolds on Louder with Crowder. I'm Perry Mollison. Hey, you're probably hearing this podcast either through iTunes or SoundCloud, something like that. Or maybe you've heard it on the syndicated radio show across the country. But you may not know that this show is actually live streamed. Video live streamed every Thursday night, 8 o'clock Eastern. Thursday, 8 o'clock Eastern at loudowithcrowder.com or youtube.com slash Stephen Crowder. You can actually watch the live stream, see the guests, see all of these little infographics going on there. We have some exclusive commercials. You get to see the Hopper Cam, people like the Hopper Cam, uh, and additional firings of Not Gay Jared. So, again, it's free. If you want to see what you're hearing, go watch the live stream. Thursdays, 8 p.m. Eastern. Lotterworthcrowder.com. You found yourself at the junction where worlds meet. Politics. Civility? How about honesty in this country, folks? Entertainment. I don't like entertainment. And a whole bunch of other stuff. It's about having a healthy body image. You have a very unhealthy body. You should have a horrible body image. Not a big home improvement market in Detroit. <laughs> We are definitely going to get letters. You're listening to Talk Radio's Strangest Animal. You're a strange animal. That's what I know. You're getting louder with Crowder. But you're a strange animal. I got to follow. Oh, I'm in the speedy to sound. That sound means it's the sound of the weekend. Glad to be with you. I am your host. Steven Crowder with me, producing, as always, in a video studio. Video stream is Not Gay Jared. He is not gay. Follow him at Not Gay Jared on Twitter. I fulfill my legal obligations. Draw your own conclusions. We good? We're good. I'm even more glad to be with you. This is true. Well, we'll even more glad we will get ever. into that. A couple. We have to let people know our guests. Yes. We have legendary comedian Nick DiPaolo on tonight. So uh, if you don't follow him, you need to follow him. If you don't know who he is, learn who he is. And, of course, we have based mom, Christina Hoff Summers, Dr. Christina Hoff Summers, uh, by popular demand. She was there with me at UMass, and we weren't able to get her on that week. We were already booked, so we brought her on this week. And uh, I'm excited to, uh, to get in the fold with those two. Well, let's let people know about Not Gay Jared. He was sick. I don't want – you can reveal what you want to reveal. He was in the emergency room this week. Can we talk about the, the blood transfusion? Yeah, yeah, why not? All right, let's hit, hit, hit him with that real quick. We'll go back to it because we have to get to the, the, the Trump stuff this week. Yeah, lost lost a lot of blood. Apparently, that's not good. It's not good. Not good. They don't advise it. So blood transfusion, first time at that, five units of blood. That's your first time that's, at that? I, that? That I know of. I mean, I've had surgery before because we talked about that, but you know, I don't know if I had transfusion mid-surgery or not. I'm not aware. And but the shoe was on the other foot because you don't you don't want none of that gay blood. 
well, you told me about that, and they told me worst case scenario was AIDS, but the best case was superpowers. So I took the risk. You took the gamble. It was totally worth it's it. It's a roll of the dice. You just you also don't know what superpowers. Well, the the bummer part is I know I don't have superpowers yet. <laughs> you don't have superpowers. We're still waiting on the AIDS. We're still waiting. Still waiting. Well, your hemoglobin level was really low. Six point two. Six point two. Twelve, right? Yeah, at least twelve, something like that. Twelve to sixteen. Twelve to sixteen. So the optimal range is probably closer to sixteen. Yeah, not not closer to death. You just took so. away the one before the sixteen, and and that was where you were. So what we'll talk about that more after the break was a scary week for Not Gay Jared, and we're mostly glad that he's back. Uh, a lot of stories this week. <clears throat> so obviously, listen, the big one is, and we a lot of people go, well, why aren't you talking about politics so much? We get so tired of it every now and then. And honestly, who isn't tired of it? Honestly, when you know Tuesday happened, I wasn't even following it. I, I, I don't care that much anymore. People going, oh, you're going to kill... Like, I was past it at this point, you know? Obviously, I'm not the biggest Trump fan, but he won. And here's one thing I will say. You know, I, I said on Twitter, I said, hey, you know, congratulations, Trump, on the win. And uh, Ted Cruz, classy move, dropping out, trying to unify the party. That's all I said. And people went nuclear. You're on the Trump bandwagon. You idiot. Have you ever been in a sport? Have you ever competed? Have you ever been in a debate, in a high school, college debate club? I've lost to people who I can't stand, and I have to, well, you know what? Those are the rules. Shake their hand, congratulate them on the win. It seems, if Hillary Clinton wins, I do not like Hillary Clinton. I would not be happy. But I've got to say, okay, all right, you you won. Congratulations on the win. Were, Were you raised that way? Congratulations on the win? I hope you die. Well, yeah, you I mean, can wish for it. Pro- you can wish for it. It's entirely appropriate. You take your little doll and you stick the pins in it. Yeah, you but you know, like, the like back in T-ball, you always did the, no matter who won, who lost, you always did the little lineup and tap hands on the way. And, and The problem is Jared was talking about T-ball last week. Um, and that, They were good times. That's the problem, though, with social media, with elections and why it gets exhausting. You have people who've never entered the arena, never been in a fight, never been in any kind of a struggle, uh, and, and then they think that their opinions are as informed or mean as much as everyone else. And here's the truth. Everyone can have an opinion. Your opinion isn't necessarily as valid as someone else's, and it isn't as of much value as other people. And it also depends on the person to whom you're expressing the opinion. To me, right, someone like John Stossel. Uh, his opinion means a lot more to me than not gay Jared. That's okay. They can both have opinions. Doesn't mean I trust them. Uh, so Trump won. That's the reality. He so won. my opinion matters at least somewhat then. That's an improvement from last week. Well, it's because of the sympathy right now after oh, okay. the sickness I'll and the AIDS. It. I'll take it. I don't want you looking like, like Tom Hanks from Philadelphia and everyone sees you bald and there's a Make-A-Wish Foundation and all they remember is the mean man who told you your opinion. I can start a foundation? Like, this is an option? You can always start a foundation. Oh, just not if you're a conservative. So... Does this change what I think about Trump? No. Will I vote for Donald Trump? Uh, I've always said this. No, probably not. Now, I reserve the right to change. If I've always said this. If Donald Trump starts surrounding himself with brilliant people, brilliant people, not Sarah Palin, not Roger Stone, okay, people who are really brilliant, who, I, who are constitutionalists, who understand how to run a government, and he surrounds himself with those people who I think are trustworthy, I reserve the right to change my opinion. I reserve the right to change my opinion, period. But does this change how I feel about Donald Trump? It doesn't. But I feel the need to to congratulate someone on the win. People say, well, why aren't you on board with the Never Trump? I've never been on board with that, even though long before Never Trump, I said on the show, if it's Donald Trump, I probably won't vote for him. Why? Because the problem with the hashtag Never Trump is what I saw was it wasn't about I will never vote for Donald Trump. It was Never Trump, even at the cost of collusion. And even though people have lobbed it at me that, well, you want the the election to be stolen, I don't want the election to be stolen. I was pretty clear. 
the reason there's a very specific number, one, two, three, seven, delegates, that didn't just, it wasn't pulled out of a hat. And I said, if Donald Trump gets those delegates, he wins, period. And if the GOP pulls something, pulls out Paul, Mr. P90X, Ryan, I will relieve myself on the GOP ashes. You see that picture of him doing the curls? The P90X and his skinny, yeah, like, yeah. like they took the picture so you can see the hair on the back of his knees. There is no more unattractive place for no. hair. We all have it, but I, you don't show it. I don't, I don't have it. I think you, you I know it. for a fact you that you have hair on the back of your knees. <laughs> <laughs> That's your superpower, the ability to grow knee hair. Ah, crap. It's growing on the interior of your kneecap. So I always said that about, about Paul Ryan. But if he doesn't and it goes to a contested convention, that's not new. It's happened. And we'll see what happens on the ballot. If Donald Trump gets those delegates, he wins. Donald Trump won. Other people pulled out. Okay? That's reality. That's where we are. You don't necessarily like it. I don't necessarily like it. But here we are. Now, as for Ted Cruz and Carly Fiorina, um, people think, you know, because we've had them both in the show. I liked Carly Fiorina a lot. Um... They think we haven't been critical enough of them. Well, listen, I'm, I don't pretend to be an unbiased journalist, right? I'm, I'm an entertainer. I do stand up on this show as a mix of, of comedy and, and, and in politics and entertainment. But we have been pretty brutal on them if you actually listen to the sketches between the segments. But we, we've done some pretty – I mean, the Carly Fiorina Baron Womb bit <laughs> in the GOP debate cartoon. Like, we have criticized everybody. Now, naturally, with my opinion, I'm going to favor Carly Fiorina or Ted Cruz over a Donald Trump. That's Okay. Because I like their policies more than Donald Trump. Um, but we've had plenty of criticism, and here's some more of it. Ted Cruz and Carly Fiorina deserve to lose. I like them. I wish they didn't. They deserve to lose. Now, they were fighting against a reality show. Big name. We're talking about name recognition in the American public right now, right? You have Hillary Clinton, big name recognition. Donald Trump, big name recognition. They were fighting it, and they thought they were going to play it safe and go the traditional route. They deserve to lose. They thought they were going to, going to go on the traditional AM radio circuit, uh, uh, Fox News, and they were going to win with the Republican base. It's not enough. It's not enough. They were running their campaign like champions. And by the way, this isn't necessarily because of them, but because of advisors and strategists. We get the, well, I, I've taken you off. We get these emails all the time from people who want us to have politicians on, you know, senators or congressmen. We're only interested in national politicians because otherwise it just gets so boring. They're the most boring guests you could possibly have. No, do we want the senator from X district in, in Oklahoma? No, we'd rather have Nick DiPaolo on. So these people are advising them. Telling them, let's go, let's go the safe route. Let's go, let's play traditional media. Let's focus on white Christian conservatives. Am I saying they're racist? No, but that was their absolute game plan, which isn't enough. When we had Carly Fiorina, Ted Cruz, in this program for the first time. Now, listen, do we do massive numbers? No. But the programs with Carly Fiorina and Ted Cruz, bigger than CNN, well, well into the six figures, combined seven figures on the downloads, the, the, the videos and the clips. Um... And we got tons of comments from people saying, I never, I never seen them like this. I never heard Ted Cruz talk about Pink Floyd or Carly Fiorina. They came on, good time, we invited them back, and I know for a fact that they were scared. You play spot the tranny after a presidential candidate, and they're like, well, you know, we're kind of attacking Donald Trump over the Howard Stern thing, which is stupid. They don't want to come back. I understand that. So let's remove us from the equation. And they're just so, they're just so out of touch. When we're talking about young people, by the way, anyone under the age of 40, Republicans, Anyone under the age of 45 and you lose. 
That's the issue here. And then you saw, you know, Ted had his whole teens for Ted thing. What was it? It was it was that C.J. Pearson kid. Oh yeah, yeah. It wasn't yeah. legal enough to vote. He probably hadn't had his balls drop yet. And remember, he was calling, like, "Can I get on your show? Can I?" We were like, "No, you can't get on our show." Now he's a surrogate for Bernie, Bernie freaking Sanders. Sanders, and he swindled conservatives out of thousands of dollars for a speaking tour. And Ted Cruz, this is gonna, you know, if 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 twenty five is young, if thirty is young and relevant. 14 is really relevant. That's not how it we, works. We want a Sean King for our team. <laughs> they were so risk-averse. And here's the thing. You have to go big or go home in this campaign. I, I'm not a campaign strategist, but I, if I could run it, you need to be running a guerrilla warfare campaign. Let's remove us from the equation. Adam Carolla, Joe Rogan, popular YouTube channels, Carly Fiorina, Ted Cruz did none of that. None of it. Okay, Ted Cruz. You went on Fox and Friends every couple of weeks. What else you got? And that's where, listen, that's where a lot of people like Milo, the alt-right, I don't agree with them on a lot of uh, principle, but the reason we can discuss is because I don't just go, ah, hashtag never Trump. Like, okay, let's discuss these ideas. They're right. There's not a lot of originality in the conservative movement right now. Nope. We're very fortunate. We benefit from that. And that's why you have people appearing on, on cable news lifting bits from kids in a den studio. As we saw this week with the Kasich and closing time and the people at NRO. We don't care, but they're taking cues from people who are on mediums they should have been paying attention to all along. Yep. Conservatives think this is new media still. Like, they literally think this is new me- It's not new. It's been around for a long time. You're just too silly to have noticed it. We'll talk more about this after the break. I've got to have an aneurysm. Everybody was kung fu Now for Donald Trump unifies the GOP. Okay, frankly, his dad was there when they killed Kennedy. I don't know what I was talking about this, okay? His dad practically pulled the trigger. He said it was a second shooter, okay? I don't know this for a fact. I'm pretty sure it's Ted Cruz's dad. By the way, his wife, you see that face? Look at that face. Look at that face, Ted. Look at the face of your wife, you know? I can't believe the face. Horrified. This is terrible, the face. And the winner of the Indiana primary is Donald Trump. Oh, that's great. Thanks, voters. We're going to make America great again. Hey, Ted. We good? Steven Crowder here. Hey, Jared, what are you doing? Ah, I'm just having trouble getting through this book. Well, that's because you can't read. I know! You should have used Freedom Project Academy. Freedom what? Yeah, Freedom Project Academy. Just go to fpeusa.org. It's a fully accredited private online school, no common core, and absolutely no government funding whatsoever. All the classes are taught live online, kindergarten through high school, with real teachers based around the country. So through Freedom Project's classical curriculum, students master the basics like math, English, history, science, uh, alongside some more commonly neglected courses like logic. You're not getting that in a lot of schools. Economics, American studies, and Latin, all of which foster the long-lost art of critical thinking and create leaders for tomorrow. All classes are recorded to be viewed 24-7, and you can get your very own sneak peek of any class or professor at fpeusa.org. Open enrollment runs March through July, but classes always fill up fast. Now, do you have your GED equivalency, Jared? No, is that important? I think so. I mean, you might want to give them a call. That's Freedom Project Academy at fpeusa.org.
right, glad to be back. I, you know, I'm going to wrap up the Donald Trump. We have so many great guests tonight that I can't go on too many uh, too many rants with this deal. Let me just say this. I like Senator Ted Cruz. I like Carly Fiorina. They're welcome on the program. And even I am tired of their faces and their voices. Yeah, I don't like to, I'm not a Donald Trump fan. I hope that people on the never Trump side still understand riling up. And I hope that the people who love Donald Trump think that this is entirely reasonable. I don't have to like somebody. I can express my policy disagreements, my disagreements on ideas, and still be okay with the rules. If Bernie Sanders won, I would soil myself and I would say, all right, good game, you 115-year-old socialist Jew who's never held a private job. You did it. I don't, I don't know how you did. It's not that I'm lazy. It's that I just don't care. I think a lot of people have hit that point. Yeah, it's like the Kim Davis thing. Remember the Kim Davis thing that never seemed to want to end ever? Right. It's just like, you're like, ah. And there was a lot of nuance there. Her face again. Yeah, you're like. There's some more of her face. Yes. Even though you're not necessarily. And then you go, oh, that's her face. And you're like, no, that's an episode of Hoarders. Ah, then back back to her face. Then back to her face. And then her face on Hoarders. Yeah, that was a weird episode. It was a weird episode. It was good, though. It was good. It was just a bunch of uh, of of cutlery, like Carrie's mom. Where she, that's right. You never saw the original Carrie. I did actually. You remember when I all saw. the all the knives go into her, and that that was one of those scenes where I was watching it, like, like just immensely no, just, uncomfortable. Just, just stop, stop, stop. <laughs> what are you doing, Carrie? But of course, that's when when Christians show up in the film were Carrie's mom. Um, okay, so people are, have been asking, and hopefully, I'm going, I'm going to let you take a little bit of the lead because I, I, I tossed it to the audience. You can tweet me at S. Crowder for questions. People actually care about you, some people, and you got sick, so uh, I was ready for the, the Monday morning meeting. You didn't come in, and you were rushed to the hospital. Hospital, that's like a hotel, by the way. It's a nice hospital. It's a very nice hospital. Nice hospital. Literally, they use the same furniture. My wife works with furniture as the Hyatt. Really? Like the Ottomans and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. And your food wasn't bad either. My food, actually, you know, I've had a lot of work done at Cleveland Clinic. That's where I had, like, all my stuff done when I lived there. And... I mean, number you know, top hospital in the, in the country, you know, in, in the world. But this place actually had better food than Cleveland Clinic. Oh, and the rooms were comparable, and you didn't have to be so, in Cleveland. It's much so, tell me, tell me what you had. I don't. I, I've been keeping it relatively close to the chest. And then when I went in, you were telling anyone who would listen. It's just a little bit of it's AIDS, C diff, C diff, C diff AIDS, C diff AIDS, C diff AIDS. Yeah, no, it, C diff minus the AIDS. Well, when you C have diff. no colon. Our audience knows that. And watch some yeah. FCC people. Like, Can he get scatological? No, he has no colon. He can't take a crap. This is medical. Do you realize that I can call Hillary Clinton a bitch, but I can't say that Jared needs to take uh, a dump? They have to hit that dump button? It's the tragedy of the the public internet. Oh, by the way, speaking of radio, uh, thank you so much to KNEZ 107.3 FM in Reno for picking us up. (laughs) (laughs) I was supposed to do that plug earlier. Thank you so much for picking us up. Just as the nurse picked up Jared's uh, colostomy bag. So tell them what happened. Which I don't have anymore. Okay. For those Can we say now. that, how, not without getting detail, how you lost blood? I think people could probably figure it out. No colon. No colon. So you're not, I'm not, I don't want to throw That's you under the means. bus. No. But no. we're pretty honest with the audience. Yes. So, and I get a call, and like, this isn't that abnormal for Jared. But I, I was concerned, and, and you know, we were. I, I didn't sleep at all Sunday night because I was talking with uh, with uh, you know your family members, and they were kind of updating me. And uh, so you're in the hospital. They give you a transfusion, and you have C diff, right? C diff, yeah. I had an NG tube too. 
They tested that's what well, they tested at first. That was a lot of fun. The what? An NG tube? You ever had that before? No. They literally shove a straw up, up your, your nose. No, not no. Up your nose, down your throat, and suck out the contents on your stomach to see what's there. Oh, I've had that because I drank a whole bottle of uh, of uh, like acetaminophen when I was a it's, kid. It's the worst. Well, yeah, I had my stomach pumped. It, you know, that was probably the worst thing about the whole thing, minus the just like not being able to eat for like a day. I mean, but could have been worse if not for your. I mean, I will hand it to you. Your inhuman uh, gag reflex. It comes with years of practice. So you have C diff. And here's the thing. We do this. We have a den built studio out of my uh, where, where I live. And they're telling me, wipe down your hands, antibacterial soap and hand sanitize them to not get C. diff. I'm going, not gay. Jared will literally come into my house and just coat the bowl with a second coating of paint seven times a day. And I'm worried about washing my hands. So I need to know, is this something I need? Do I need to go see a doctor? You should probably get tested. I should probably get tested. How do they test? Do, they have, do I have to do that thing? If that would be fun for me, you should. <laughs> I, if we have to but videotape no. it. Well, sometimes I have to do a, a sample of a word we can't say. And you mm-hmm. have to figure it out. Mm-hmm. That's how they figure it out, the intestinal yep. bacteria stuff. And by the way, tweet not gay, Jared. As a friend, but also as an employer, he needs to be healthier. So not, I don't want to say this was preventable, but... Everyone here knows about his diet habits, and and the you you gotta you gotta get on top of that. You do. I said as a friend, and also you know as obviously we want you to get into work, but it's, it's not good for you. I've had lots of Skittles lately, though. Those yeah, those are protein, right? Well, they I'm sure they're fortified with vitamins. Okay, so C diff, that's the case. And something else I want to say. So not gay, Jared. Uh, one of his relatives is there, and I've taught. We have a registered sex offender on the block, <laughs> who allegedly. So we know he's a registered sex offender. Uh, we know he's harassed many people. He spends all kinds of nights in the drunk tank, and he allegedly molested a special needs guy in our block. We've talked about him. Um, I don't know if we've used his actual name. And <laughs> I don't know if you remember this, but I was sitting there and I was complaining because this, spe- this, this child molester has another ally on the block. And I was sitting there and I was washing my hands. I'm going, for crying out loud, you know, what does it take? I go, the guy, the guy raped a retard. And your relative was walking <laughs> who you've never in met who I've never met. Was there a conversation after I left? Uh, there was, but surprisingly involved nothing of raping retards. So you got off. Got off I remember he one. just walked in. I'm going, oh. And I, I, then I, tried, I said, hey, that in, without context, that could sound bad. I'm literally talking about somebody who sexually molested a special needs child. He raped a retard. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember this? Because <laughs> I heard a look on your face. You didn't even seem to think that it was abnormal. Well, you got to remember, I'm around you all the time, so it's not abnormal for me. But when I think like, oh, this person doesn't see you at all, ever. This is, Most uh, of the tweets are very nice. Get healthy. People want to know about your gag reflex. Uh, Chewbacca's lover tweeting us. I held it close to my chest. Steven Crater 2016. Been there. Uh, no, I, mostly just a bunch of gay jokes. To be honest, I really thought the audience would have been more compassionate. <laughs> <laughs> this is what happens. Oh, uh, well. All right. Well, uh, we have to come back with Chris, Dr. Christina Hoff Summers. Yep. And that's going to be great. So we'll hold your questions until after that. Louder with Crowder. Christina Hoff Summers coming up. She's a doctor. Stay tuned. And now for John Kasich's only superfan at a primary watch party. 
Hey guys, thanks so much for inviting me. Yeah, yeah, it's cool, man. I'm glad you're here. I'm telling you, you think you only have two choices with Trump and Cruz. You really want to take a better look at Kasich. Yeah, you know, I, I know, I've heard you say no, that. No, no, really, he's the only one who beats Hillary Clinton in a head-to-head -head in a national poll. I'm telling you. Yeah, we know. Yeah, we know. I mean, but, you know, that's because he doesn't really have a lot of name recognition. No, I'm it's because... John Kasich is the only one who knows how to deal with the political divisiveness in today's atmosphere. Uh, you know, I, I, I don't know, man. I just don't really think... It's just because you haven't done the research. If you two did the, re if you did the research on Kasich, believe me, you'd change your mind. We are now getting official word from the Ted Cruz campaign that he has suspended his presidential campaign until further notice. Wow. Whoa, See, man. that's it. He, if Ted Cruz couldn't win Indiana, he said he should drop out. I told you he should drop out. If he can't win Indiana, Kasich could have won that without Ted Cruz in there. Kasich's the only one left right now. It's between Trump or Kasich. And I'm telling you, it's time to start taking a serious look. He can really fix this. Yeah, you know, he's still only one, what, one state? It doesn't... Erroneous. Okay, erroneous. At this point, he's the only one left. He, it's him and Trump. You have a choice Word to make. Word getting in now that John Kasich has also officially suspended his presidential campaign. Okay, we are now joined. So keep your keep your mouth in line there, not gay Jared, a classy lady. I can't do it. Everyone knows who this is. They've been requesting her, and I was fortunate enough to, to share the stage with her. You can uh, watch her stuff on YouTube, YouTube.com/slash/factualfeminist, or follow her on Twitter, ch summers s o m m e r s. Christina Hoff Summers, thank you for being with us. Well, thank you for having me. Oh, I'm You're so such a star on YouTube now. You stole our show at UMass. Well, I know. I assure you I have no intention. Sometimes the, the screaming belligerent uh, one can capture the most amount of attention. But uh, You did a great job. Well, thank you. <laughs> thank you. Well, you did a fantastic job. You know what? We talked about this. You, Milo, and myself, we were talking about this. You know, I went out, and you knew before I was kind of like, uh, you were going to do your, your speech, and Milo was going to do his bit, and I was going – I had a – stand-up list, a set list, and then I said, but I don't know if these kids are going to allow it. And then what triggered me, so to speak, was you just, I expected it with Milo and he was so short, you went out at UMass, for people who haven't watched the full lecture, we have it up at the website, and just the, how vile and vulgar and angry they were with you, it just set something off where I was going, okay, if if uh, if Christina Hoff Summers, who's taught philosophy for 20 years, doesn't have a shot at some kind of a civil conversation, all right, that's out the window, and that's kind of that was my mindset. So it was you who inspired me because I wanted to beat their faces in. It was astonishing. And, and as you said, I expected that Milo would create some chaos. And then I thought, and this has happened at other universities, when I would come, the students would listen more or less. Right. And because I don't say anything inflammatory, I try to reason with them. And uh, they had already passed out flyers quoting me, quite innocuous quotes, by the way. Yes. But simply questioning the wage gap myth or questioning that, uh, you know, Swarthmore or Wesleyan, they, that these are rape cultures, they say that you are a dangerous and violent person. 
Well, exactly. And, and, and no sense of irony that they're saying that while they literally don't have enough middle fingers to give <laughs> as we walk out on stage. Well, not KJ was, we talked about that last week. He's seen me do stand up. He, he knew right away. He's like, this is not what Steven does. Um, <laughs> this is Steven you, very you angry. So well. And it was funny because we all had different expectations. I sort of thought of myself addressing students in a, in a lecture. Sure. And Milo, it's all performance art. And you refer to it as uh, an act. And I don't, it, it, somehow it shouldn't have worked, but it was very effective in raising awareness right. about what has happened on our campus. Yes. And I think, you know, I, funnily enough, people are going, well, I've never seen Crowder this mad because if people actually watch this show, it's very, it's very much like you're experiencing right now. It's very conversational. I mean, we've had people come on and call for my death, and I just go, well, that's interesting. I disagree with you. <laughs> But then the stand-up is, is is different, and you know it was, it was just uh, it was like Michael Douglas and falling down. I'd had enough, and I think that surprised people because I'm not a, I am an angry person, but I'm not explosive in that way publicly, generally speaking. But a lot of people, if you look at the reactions, so let's 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 get uh, enough about me, darling. They were talking about you and and people who weren't even. You know, like we talked about, you six hundred thousand in the full lecture. You know, one point six seven million on on my rant. Overwhelmingly positive. For you, just as much as I mostly you, people love you. These aren't conservatives. The majority of these people, if you look at YouTube, you just crunch the numbers, have to be center or left. And and you've not really been a Republican. You've Like you said, you're kind of a lifelong registered Democrat, Democrat. but off. So conflicted. Yes. We'll get to that, too, because that's an interesting, interesting uh, conversation right now. Uh, but that was a reaction with you. People going, I can't believe some, she seems so reasonable. Some Twitter followers have told me, and I haven't verified this that the crowd was actually angriest when i was talking that i infuriated them more and they were noisier than uh, and again i haven't checked it out but i every time i attempted to speak there was so much fury and i was trying to be generous to them trying to understand them because i do think i mean as a comedian you don't have to do this but as a scholar, <laughs> I, I like to meet them halfway try to see the world as they do and different right. rules yes i couldn't do it no no well i and on this show i always do that and we invited actually some of those students on the show and they haven't come on the show really do you, in, you invited the yes i invited the, the girl who wrote the letter um the, oh, that girl. A, yeah, a couple of them. If I can find Trigglypuff, I'd invite her, but I, I think I think she's in her natural hibernation um, <laughs> cycle. I feel a little sorry for her. No, no, don't do that. I, I felt that way might, too. I think she might have. No, no, she's not. She's not retarded, uh, and I work with special needs people. I she's not. I think she might be very intelligent. Oh, okay. Decided. <laughs> no. I think I think that no, Steve. This is important. I think that the. Criticism should focus on the professors who enraged her because she's just she acted out. Yes, and she's going to you know suffer some humiliation. But <laughs> <laughs> to put it lightly, yes, the but it's important awesome before you yeah. move on because I want you to move on. But that's not cyberbullying. She showed up and was trying to take food from the mouths of my family and your family because a big part of our living is speaking engagement. So it's and important to remember that. And she's hungry. So that's where I lose the empathy. This wasn't she wasn't filmed in a restroom and made fun of for her weight. She showed up to yell and swear and cuss you out. She saw that ride and she bought a ticket and she rolled a dice. She lost. Um, I will say one thing. I will say one thing. This has happened on every campus where I've been, where they acted out at Oberlin, where they had their safe space and 30 women and a dog, a therapy dog fled to yes. the safe space. And at uh, Georgetown, 
in at both those universities, the students looked foolish, and people had it took photos, and then the the students were horrified that people posted their photos. So not only are they childish in the way they protest, in the way they think, in their view of the world, but when they go out to protest, they have a temper tantrum if people call them out on it. Right. No, it's it's a great point, and. Um this is the first generation, and that's kind of what I think was reflected, and people went, aha, with my rent. This is the first generation of people who are fighting for less rights. They're fighting for less freedoms. That's their fight. It's amazing. It's absolutely amazing. And I look back, when I was in college, the idea of having deans monitoring our personal lives was out of the question. We didn't, we didn't want to call in the police and call in... Uh, the administration and our everyday, we wanted them out of our lives. Right. We wanted to be independent, liberated beings. And today, I call this fainting couch feminism. I mean, it takes us back to the Victorian era. Right. The hysteria, the demand for adults uh, to supervise every every thing they do, every, every little thing that happens to them. They run screaming to their parents. Right. The infantilization. And, and, and I, I think it goes beyond politics. Oh, absolutely. I think, I mean, people are struggling to understand what's happened on campus, but I think it may have to do with the helicopter parenting or this self-esteem movement. Something has gone badly wrong with a, a certain sector of privileged millennials. The more elite the kids are, the more prestigious the school and expensive the school the more likely this is to happen. That's a good point. You don't see kids probably going to trade school or kids who aren't going to college who are going into construction. You don't see them acting as professional protesters, even if they might be union Democrats. Right. This is activist privilege. Yes, that's a good activist privilege. Write that down, not Kate. They should check their activist privilege. They absolutely should. Facts as well. Yeah, someone's going to lift that from you and claim it as their own. So we'll have this as 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 the record uh, here for that. Yeah, you know, Trigglypuff is is interesting in the sense that I know I said that name. We don't have any other name for her. But That's I'm not. Just as well, I don't think we should use her name. No, I think Trigglypuff works works just fine. <laughs> um, she was so angry and so upset, and and the reaction, like we said, with with you was disarming. In in that people, she. Uh, one thing I had to defend you, because there were some people I remember saying, well, it didn't sound like they were that disruptive to me. And uh, one person, Christine uh, Hoff, Christina Hoff Summers, clearly just would repeat herself because she couldn't. I go, no, 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 you don't understand. She couldn't hear herself. We couldn't hear each. They, people don't understand. You know, the sound is going out to people. And the only recording they're getting, right, is the microphone. Like right now, my dog is snoring. You can't hear him. That's why in comedy, when they tape a special, they have mics on the audience. So people only hear a reaction and... and to be fair, it would seem if they don't hear this that you're stuttering, but really they're interrupting you so much you have to restart your point. And when I wrote that down, some people, you know, the leftists, very small minority, saying, "Well, I, I, well, I guess I don't see that." And uh, of course, when you turn the camera on the audience, then they did see that. You know, you but, don't hear Trigley Puff in the original video until you have produced, a close-up. It produced my favorite meme probably of the night, though, which was the with Dr. Summers, the Socrates. Socrates! Socrates. Well, I didn't <laughs> My favorite. Socrates. I said that if our institutions of higher learning become places where people go to feel comfortable and safe rather than to challenge, you know, to be challenged and to learn new ideas, new thoughts, then the universities will lose their reason for being. Right. And, since, and what I tried to say was since the time of Socrates, higher education has been synonymous with debate with contention, with examining ideas, with, with cons- you know, being 
uh, held responsible for the clarity of your thought. If this disappears, then, as I said, what happens to education? It becomes a, a kindergarten. What's well, a good? That's what people call her, based mom. Have you heard that nickname, based Not mom? Based mom. <laughs> I... <laughs> based mom. Um... Now, based mom. I do want to correct you on a couple of things. Okay. I correct Milo, but I, I do want to correct you on a couple of things. And there was there was no way to do it in that environment. What I do think that you sh might want to consider modifying your position on Islam because, of course, there are terrorists and 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 dangerous people and and people that are you know have very backward views. Sure. But you must acknowledge a growing number, not big enough, but it's growing number of liberal Muslims, Urshad Manji and Asrad Nomani, wonderful reformists. They happen to be religious, but they want to bring a kind of enlightenment to Islam. I think it was Asrad Nomi. She, she posted her demands. Someone nailed it into the door of a, of a Washington is Islamic center. Right. And, and these, we have to support them. And so if you say things that suggest that you you know, have some um, animus towards all Muslims. I, I said the opposite. I understand where you're coming from, but I was very clear to single out Muhammad. And I will stand by that. Okay, Muhammad was a there, terrorist. There, there, the, the historical record is uneven. There are examples of things that he did that were progressive. You have to put it in the time that he lived. Yes, I, I, I understand. But Judeo-Christian uh, figures, they're... There's a lot of problematic behavior. Not anywhere near that. And, and, and I would say because, you know, if you look at historically Christianity and its inception where there were known oppressors, all right, Stephen, the first martyr, right, stoned to death, it was clear, oh, you're, you're Christian, you're dead. With Islam, it didn't, you know, no one knew who Muhammad was, no one really cared. So even when there were no known oppressors, it was always spread through the sword historically. And my, I, I understand what you're saying. I would, I would be appalled if someone said, I hate all Muslims. But I do, I do stand by my statement and my worldview that um, Muhammad was the original ISIS founder. And there are a lot of Muslims oh, okay. who part way with that. But well, my issue is with Muhammad. I, I will write to you about this. I just don't, I just don't think it's helpful to talk that way. I think it's, say, but it's accurate. Say, I mean, King David in, in Jew, Jew, Jewish history, a very uneven record. You could say all sorts of things, but it would be so hurtful to Jewish people to hear it put that no, way. No, they acknowledge that about King David. What? They acknowledge, no, the big difference is King David, first off, King David is not the, the holiest of prophets, and he's widely regarded as a very flawed king who was able to do great things. Muhammad is regarded as the most perfect human being who ever lived. He's the prime example. And I would say that's two, that's two very different things, just like Samson is not the perfect being, just right. like Moses but, is not, but Muhammad is, and Muhammad but did. we don't know. People are, can't be certain. The stories about Muhammad, it's its all a matter of interpretation. There isn't a... a okay, a, a, I, I, I have to go we'll go to a break, but let's bring you back. Uh, based mom, factual feminist. I love it. I love it. We can have this disagreement. Respectful. Stay tuned. Lighter with Crowder. In the year 2010... Now remember, sweetheart, you can be whatever you want to be, so long as you put your mind to it. Does that mean I could even be a boy? <laughs> oh, dearest. No, no, that wouldn't be sensible. I'm talking real life. The year 2016. 
See, sweetheart, you can be whatever you want to be, so long as you put your mind to it. Really? Even a boy? Here's a dick. Oh, hey, Lyle, didn't see you there. What are you doing? Oh, I'm just relaxing and enjoying my 1978 Bordeaux, a fine beverage, after a fine game of racquetball at the Wimbledon. There's no more quality establishment than the Wimbledon, you know. That sounds fun. I don't really know a whole lot about wine. That's why I go to SimplifiedWine.com. Or I just call their number. What's that number, Jared? 844-297-WINE. Oh, where'd he come from? His voice aggravates me. I have him chained to a caravan. For simpletons like me who don't know a whole lot about wine, just what I like, it makes it easy. I either get to call, go to the website, talk with a sommelier, list what I like, what I don't like, my budget, and can have it shipped directly to my door or gift-wrapped and sent to a friend. It doesn't get any simpler than that. Simplified wine, you say? I prefer more of a barrier to entry. <laughs> I know you do, Lyle, but you're an elitist bastard. That's why for simpletons like me, I prefer simplifiedwine.com or just calling 844-297-WINE. You're a strange animal. That's what I know. But you're a strange animal. All right, that's enough of that dancing. We had to cut the cut the factual feminist off. Follow her. Follow her. Or what are you doing with your life? At C H Summers S O M M E R S. Uh, Christina Huff Summers. Thanks so much for being back. So we left on that disagreement note. This does go out terrestrial. We occasionally have to do that. We're gonna let's make this three segments because she's so good. So I disagree with you uh, on that. Um, and also, you know, I can't travel to huge portions of the world. You know, I'm right next to uh, Salman Rushdie on CARES watch list, and we've had very serious um, security run-ins. Um, so it's, it's, it's not a small minority of people. I agree with you that reformists should be recognized. Um, but if we go back to David, people aren't, aren't killing in record numbers and haven't been doing so for David for centuries. And I always compare If you haven't seen the video, I did a video... Let's compare Jesus versus Muhammad, because I'm a horrible example for Christians. I know that. I think comparing the founder, you know, the founder of the feast, Jesus versus Muhammad, uh, yields two very, very different characters and and uh, two very different results in the in the history of the religion. But um, but I understand. Where, it's okay, you, you said you had a couple corrections. Hit, hit, hit me with the other ones, because I, I, I. But believe me, I'm not beyond it. I'm willing to accept. No, no, no. I, I'm only saying that I, when you go to a campus. Or you're facing, you know, very furious activists who can't be reasoned with. Your goal should be to convince the people in the middle. And, you know, you can say things that will be pleasing to your followers and your your fans. You want to pitch it to the people in the middle who are persuadable. And I think think your rant was excellent. Even my somewhat liberal sons <laughs> thought you were great well thank uh, you so you 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 got past a lot of uh you know barriers no i agree but with I, you though i agree with you um and i wrote a, uh, and i just don't think you want to insult a whole religion i mean there you just it, and and i don't say that you always do but it just sounded to me i wanted to clarify that um one shouldn't well, uh, yes, it's important to delineate the joke where I say the only—I don't remember what I said—but I made a joke. The only way he's going to be beating on her if she if if she puts no, on no, the no, hijab. No, that's that's a joke. And then the Muhammad thing, where I say Muhammad is a terrorist. No, 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 let's not repeat it. Let's move on. Oh let's come on, it. that's not fair. This is the thing that conservatives do. It's uh, respectfully, it's a lot easier to take on feminists and social justice warriors. When it comes to Islam, you can hear the sphincters puckering no, because, up. Because because. 
I first of all, I don't take on all feminists. I take on those who I think are guilty of yes. of hyperbole and and actually um, they do the very thing they accuse male patriarchs right. of doing. Well, because they you're a feminist, and they they humiliate people. They want to harm people. They've become the very thing they claim to dislike. Uh, the people they accuse of being privileged and want to, you know want to uh, ascribe all of these negative characteristics. They have taken on all those characteristics. <laughs> they right. otherize, to use their their word. <laughs> and uh, but when it, we won't continue with this right now. We can do it later. But when it comes to a religion, it's very different because people. You're a Christian, and you're very sensitive about your religion. It's a special place in. No, I'm not. I'm not sensitive about it. That's the thing. I think it's open to criticism, and I have a problem when one religion makes itself immune to criticism, and one religion, through a system of law, um, wants to oppress anyone for speaking out against it. And like I said, when I it, well, it, I agree with that, and I think that Muslim, uh, you know, the Muslim reformers would agree as well. They they yes. think there should be a, we should allow humor. <laughs> yes, and we should allow criticism. They, I mean, we, I'm not a Muslim, but the, the Muslims that I know that are trying so hard to bring reform. In the United States, though. I'm and that's about the United States. Yes. I don't know what's going on elsewhere. Well, my point, you're right. And my point to it is when I said, I'm sure there are plenty of people in this room, right? But there is not an Islamic country in existence, not one, where you would be safe or my wife would feel safe or people or are treated equally. Or a Muslim liberal would be safe. They, they're the bravest True. people in the world. There are Muslim feminists who are struggling for women's rights. There is no feminist in the West that I'm aware of that ever courted right. that kind of danger. And, and this is something I lament, is that in our women's studies departments, when they're, you know, lamenting about, I mm -hmm. don't know, you know, they're having, they need a safe space because someone wrote Donald Trump on chalk or something. <laughs> and yet they should be making common cause. They should have, right. you know, uh, some kind of bond with these women in Iran. You can be put in, in this in these horrible prisons for daring to have a blog or playing rock music or anything, so and I just so much wish the the, the, the activists uh, right. on our campuses would open themselves up and 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 look at the world and what's going on in the world and realize they are privileged, they are the benefit, they are the beneficiaries right. of a democracy, of a humane society. We're not perfect, but we are so much better than so many parts of the world. And right. yet you have privileged kids at Oberlin, Swarthmore, Harvard, Yale. They think they are victims that have to be protected from the, the girls think they have to be protected from the boys on their campus, whom they, they, they act as though they are these lethal oppressors. I it's think most of that is BS, too, respectfully. Not, not But these girls, like I just had a girl who was talking with Nakia Jared about this. We both know her. And she was talking about a guy. Okay, let me give you a story, an anecdote, to, so that then you can take it home here. This guy we know, very nice guy. Okay, he's 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 like just a quintessential surfer, nicest guy you know. He really liked my wife's friend. She's very attractive. He liked her a lot. She didn't like him, but he was constantly pursuing her, buying her flowers. It was we we called him the stoner gentleman because he's a surfer, but he was very very into her. She's very yeah. attractive. This other girl who is a monster, uh, who also lives nearby, claims that he groped her. Now she is the exact opposite type, and this guy has no history of that at all. He's, he, we know that he's actually worked as a babysitter, um, and he didn't do that to the girl that we know he liked. The girl who was unattractive, who would not stand a chance in hell of being groped by this guy, came out, he's creepy, he was all over me. I think there's a lot of that on campus. I think Triglypuff is more likely to say someone groped her than um, someone who's more likely to be groped. Yeah, well, 
The thing is, we don't know, and the problem is, young women are being taught to interpret innocent overtures of, or someone just telling a joke or say, you know, giving a compliment. They are being taught to view that as some kind of transgression. Yeah. And it, it, when I, years ago, well, not that many years, a few years ago, when I would talk about these issues, it was a small percentage of women who had taken one too many women's studies courses. They believed the propaganda and they became somewhat uh, fanatical. Yes. What worries me is it's now spread because too many young women, they believe this misinformation. We have to go to a break. I want, this is the first. I want to keep you on straight into the next hour uh, because I, I love where you're going. One women's studies course, some could argue, is, is one too many in today's world. Chris, <laughs> Christina Hoff Summers back at the top of the hour. Louder with Crowder. You change that channel. We'll beat you. Breaking news with Perry Matheson and Louder with Crowder issuing a correction. Earlier in this evening's broadcast, we falsely stated that field reporter Jimmy was deceased. We've since learned that he is still in Flint and capable of communication. Jimmy, are you there? Jimmy, Jimmy, this is Perry Matheson. Can you hear me? No, it's Perry Matheson. Jimmy, can you tell us what you see on the ground in Flint? What happened? Oh, Perry. I, 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 well, I'm afraid to say I, I can't see a thing because they gouged out my eyes. I'm legally blind. I, I have no eyes, really. That sounds terrible, Jimmy. Stay with us. Can you feel around? through the debris. Can you make sense of the event? It sounded quite drastic. Well, I wish I could, but my hands were blown off in the drive-by, so... Now, now Jimmy, stay with me. I, I, I know this is hard. If you could dig in deep here, use what you have. Okay. I'm trying to feel around with my stubs, and uh, I feel something wet. Oh, my God. Don't drink it, Jimmy! <laughs> Jared, what are you doing? Shoot bad guys. With what? My AR-15. Where'd you get it? AR-15.com. Oh, there's another one. Kaboom. You got him. Yeah. Thank God for AR-15.com. They have AR-15 and accessories for sale and the best advice there is on the web. Oh, no, there's another one. Kaboom. You got him. Yeah. With your what? AR-15. From where? AR-15.com. That's the best place to go, and that's the takeaway, because this commercial's about to stop. Always with the dancing. This is a classy lady back going into the second hour. Had to have her factual feminist on YouTube, Twitter. Uh, well, we, we've done all, all the plugs. You know where to find her. Christina Hoff Summers. Do I need to call you doctor? 
No, Christina's fine. Or based mom. Based mom. We had a, we had a guy at my high school who had a doctorate, uh, PhD in philosophy, and his name was uh, Mr. Man- he made you call him Dr. Mankey. And if you didn't, he would make you write an essay. And um, he got kicked out, I think, for being verbally abusive. Guy was a pompous ass, so uh, that's why I it asked you. Like it. <laughs> yes, yes. And we used to prank call him, and we would never do this with any. But because he was, he would make everyone call him doctor. We used to prank call and leave voicemails on his machine, um, like asking him for medical advice, and he didn't find it funny. Um, did you make a lot of prank calls as a kid? Yes, yes, we did. I can imagine that. Half, <laughs> half the half the recurring characters people see on my channel were characters we used to make prank calls with to work on them <laughs> um but you're talking about the women who so women who go into these you know women's studies and they become fanatical um you know a, a couple of of things there is there any way to do you think we're at a point where it's even possible to teach women's studies and not make fanatical feminists do you think there's any opening there for people like you who are actual feminists uh to be a constant present on cam- presence on campus not just speakers do you think that ship has sailed? It's complicated because I'll make a few distinctions. There are women's studies professors who are legitimate. Sure. They teach women in literature. They teach uh, women in medieval Valencia. I don't know. Right. They're specialists on women. And they abide by the protocols of you know, professional historiography. They are serious scholars. Mm-hmm. However, they are accompanied by a lar- uh, sort of professional, not professional, but uh, what I would call, f- you know, feminist theorists, mm-hmm. experts on feminist theory. What is feminist theory? No one is, no one outside a little coterie of like-minded people takes it seriously. It has not been properly evaluated. And if you do try to evaluate it and you're outside the sisterhood, you're called a backlasher and a crank. Mm-hmm. So Crank, we- is that an actual term they use? Crank? Yeah. I don't yeah, know. I've never heard the term backlasher. Like, I always just get, if you have a penis, you can't have an opinion. So I don't hear the inside lady terms. Oh, well, the inside, these are just words. <laughs> I don't know if it's a common, like, label, you know, like, uh, like you know, transphobe is a label or social justice warrior. I don't know if, like, crank or backlasher was a hashtag for, like, people oh, well, like you. Just, these are just the words. That they will use the word backlash. Okay. For example, I was once speaking at Harvard. This was a few years back. And some... Young, I said it. I mentioned that dissident feminists like myself, and there are Camille Paglia, uh, there are others, uh, Noretta Kortka, uh, Katie Royfe. I said we're not typically taught in the classroom. And then the young woman said, "Oh yes, uh, one of my professors put all your essays together in the library, and we could go and look at it. It was under the label backlash." Oh, so there you that's go. That's how they do it. But and then they, they shift other- it aside to make room for Naomi Wolf. Yeah. <laughs> Naomi Wolf. They still read her, I think. And they read... It doesn't even matter. It could be Naomi Wolf or it could be a, a, a scholar. The scholars are ideologues. Yeah. The, the, the feminist theorists. Yes. And they are carried away with, mis- with these, this false information about how America... You know, women live in a state of siege. It's almost as the better things get for women in the United States, the angrier they get. And they they will not admit that most of the things they fought for, not all, but most, those battles have been fought and won. Yeah. But they don't take yes for an answer. Well, and the problem is now there's going to be backlash from a lot of young men because they've been vilified. You can only say that they're, you know, only paint them as rapists and sexual predators. And that was the point I met. Mate, listen, 
I don't know a single man, and if they are, they're in hiding. No one in my circle of influence or friends who's like, by the way, I was raping this broad, and they expect us to be like, yeah, that's that's Tuesday. Every one of us hates rape. Can't stand it. Men hate rapists as, as much as women, if not more. Right. To say that America is a... If you find out that somebody attacked and it harmed a woman, the instinct of, of most Americans and, and people, I hope, most everywhere, the instinct is to find that person. And we feel so angry. Mass. Yes. And, and prey on... Uh, it just seems it, it's a, a crime... That is reviled. Well, that was my instinct with you with, with the verbal assault. And then I was conflicted because I wasn't quite sure if it was a man or a woman verbally assaulting you. So I, I didn't know exactly what to feel. And um, that was my, my dad's instinct. And if you look at the comments, that's the vast majority of the male commenter's instinct going, I don't even agree with her, but she seems so nice. Like she could be my mom. It just really, really disgusts me that they would treat her this way. That's the mainstream reaction of men. And it, it's a patriarchy. And, and, I, yeah. I, and, and by the way, I think that a lot of very nice men, um, they hear from their feminist teacher or their, their girlfriend about all these men that are doing these terrible things, and they may think back and they remember they once knew someone, and so they take it seriously. Right. It, but, but I urge all those young men to think about your friends. Think about your father. Think about your brothers. Does that describe them? Do they, they don't... Men don't, the average man does not want, in, in the United States, does not want to attack or harm a girl. No. They want to be their friends. They want, they, they, they like them. Yes, and they, they want to have uh, sexual relations yes. with them. Well, they, they fall in love with them. Yeah, well, I don't and, know at this point. It's almost, you know, if it's, if just a, a, just an advance with a woman is considered, if it's considered harassment, it's so but broadly defined. I mean, there are, and, and it, some of this is being driven, not, it, what's happened is that we have this, axis of intolerance you have the the, the uh, somewhat fanatical feminist theorists then you have the students who become extra zealous but now they are empowered by administrators who were given the go-ahead by the both the justice department in, in the united states and the uh, department of education so we we have this propaganda campaign driving government policy which is making the uh, fanaticism on campus worse. Yeah, and I don't know. I, eventually, it's all going to fall down. Um, but it's very unfortunate. It's you know, and it's also unfortunate because there are victims of sexual violence yes. on campus. Most of the victims are off campus. You, you, the, the if you look at the best data we have, women who in poor neighborhoods are far more at far greater risk than, than girls at yeah. At uh, you know universities, these prestigious colleges. Well, anecdotally, are anecdotally, because you're presenting obviously the factual information, but anecdotally, I know probably I probably know four girls who claimed they were raped. I know one person who was actually raped, and it was devastating. It was life destroying. Right. And the other person, some of these, two of the other people dated the guys again who they claimed raped them. Now, does it mean it didn't happen? No. But if I'm going to put the Vegas betting odds on it. It was a very different reaction from someone who I knew was actually raped. And that was what upset me because I had met these other people beforehand. And when I, when I uh, found out this other person was actually raped, it was such a stark contrast. I thought, wow, it really belittles what you've gone through. Well, there are there young women now that if they have a drunken hookup and look back on it, they are encouraged to call that a rape. 
My yeah, wife rapes me all the time. Then every now and then we have a too much wine when we go out for a steak dinner, and listen, she takes the uh, she takes the reins. That's right. Well, it makes most of well, not most, but a lot of human uh, intimacy becomes a crime. Yeah, and uh, and why is it again at that point? Because the reverse discrimination, reverse sexism isn't a thing. That's a perfect example. If both are drunk. Why is one responsible for rape? Unless it's predicated in the idea that men are stronger and more sexually predatory by nature, which they exactly. deny in the first place. Exactly. And I asked that very question. I was once, a few years ago, at a debate at the University of uh, Virginia with a law professor, and she thought that sex under the influence of alcohol was, uh, you know, a, a form of sexual assault. I said, well, what if two people have had the same amount to drink and they have sex, would you say they raped each other? And I thought that was a you Funny. know an absurd. She said yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the problem with doing comedy on campus right now. And, and you know what? Even going back to the to that point, I knew a guy who when we would go, you know, as a, I was a scene, we were into you know either punk or, or hardcore. So we'd go down to the concert. I knew we knew a guy, and he was notorious for getting chicks drunk. He wouldn't be as drunk and take advantage of them. And we all hated that guy. I watched that guy get the crap kicked out of him by someone's sister. That does happen. That is a problem. That is wrong. But they're tossed into the same pile. The guy who goes out and deliberately gets women drunk to take advantage of them is put in the same pile as two people who had a couple extra drink, drinks at the pub and realized they weren't attractive in the morning. Right. But also keep in mind that a lot of women, well, as I recall, being in college, you would sometimes drink to lower your inhibitions. So you could do crazy things. I mean, I'm not speaking about myself, but the kids did that. Right. I saw my friends would drink and so they'd be less inhibited. I think that's a disclaimer. I think you've, uh, I think you, I think, uh, you had a good Actually, time in college. Actually, we didn't binge drink, we did other things. Yes, well, that's why you stuck around for, stuck around for your PhD, <laughs> because you said, hmm, college uh, allows for this kind of a lifestyle. Oh, Ooh, Base yeah. Mom became her screen name. Trigglypuff. Uh, <laughs> no, not on, not on Puff. Good Lord. Uh, how much time do we have, Jared? One before? minute. Oh, one minute. Okay, well, we don't have a whole okay, bunch of time. Oh, oh, well, I, I just, I just want to review that. It was, for me, uh, I'm still reeling about what we had. I've been to many campuses. I think that was the most intense reaction. Yeah, I, well, I think it was a boiling point. And, uh, we had bomb threats. Milo and I have appeared places there, but bomb threats. There was a threat to uh, murder us with a machine gun. And then, uh, but somehow this was... These which, liberals don't have does, access to machine which guns. Which they're handing out just in the back, backyard, by the way. Oh, there's no way they can have a machine gun. It is hard. I Believe me, I'm trying to get a license. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you have to go through a whole a whole charade. Okay, um, will you come back with us soon? Will you, come, will you come back on the program soon? Oh, yes. Okay, good. Then I don't feel so bad leaving you high and dry. But we have Nick DiPaolo to get to next, another wildly offensive comedian, factual feminist, Christina Hoff Summers. Thank you so much. And we need to have you back soon, like within the month. Thank you. Louder with Crowder. Stay tuned. Be nice. And now for Donald Trump unifies the GOP. Okay, listen, frankly, he got this guy, okay, Dr. Ben Carson. I don't even know if he's a doctor. Okay, I look, I try to see. There's no degree for his doctor. The only thing, okay, truthfully, I think he's a doctor in is being pathological. Okay, like a pedophile. You can't cure pathological. This, this guy, okay, Dr. Ben Carson, nice guy. He, he, he's a pedophile. 
Okay, you know, he likes to screw little kids. I, I don't know. I would never say that about him. That's what the kids who he screwed, that's what they say. They say, Dr. Ben Carson, all he does is, he, he, you know, he does the, the brain surgery, okay, truthfully. And what he's not, he's screwing little kids. And the winner of the Indiana primary is Donald Trump. Ah, that's great. Thanks. This is a great victory for America, okay? Hey, Dr. Carson, all water under the bridge. <laughs> Hey, if you're listening to or watching this podcast, there's a strong chance that you are not yet following me on Twitter, at S. Crowder, where I'm tweeting all day long. I'm ticking off the social justice warriors. You should see the amount of hate I get on there. Far, far, far worse than any fat sports illustrated model or Black Lives Matter charlatan. So listen, it's free. You get to be entertained and you can chime in. Also, if you're following me on Twitter, you can send me your tweets and maybe you'll be lucky enough. And I mean lucky enough because I have a lot of followers, okay, that they call me the follower machine to have your tweet to me or not gay Jared included in our rockinest tweet of the week. So follow me on Twitter at S Crowder. If not, I don't want to say I have sights on your mother, but... Oh, she's dead? You're just saying that because I made a mom joke. No, she's really dead? Well, you kind of walked into it. That was a surge of energy that just came through me. I'm big on the chi I right saw now. That. Positivity. Goodness. We don't have that much time. We have to get to Nick DiPaolo after this. I'm, I'm excited. Get out. Fangirling it. Don't do a Dave Coulier. <laughs> oh, no, it's not. It's never it's good terrible. stuff. Never been good. Always, you want to break, break out your Bullwinkle impression? Um, so a few people were asking me. Ben Shapiro and Milo Yiannopoulos got into it on Twitter. I shouldn't say got into it. I, I wa- want to be neutral because I like both of them. They were both scheduled to be on the very first live stream of this show, and it didn't work. Remember, it just it didn't work. We couldn't get them both on because we didn't have the right tools. Yeah, we could, at the same time, anyways. We got them back to back. By the way, we also yeah. just found out that Not Gay Jared, that there's a setting that we can change next week, so there should be far fewer complications as far as buffering for people on YouTube, right? Yep, yep, yep. Once again, things that could have been brought to my attention yesterday! That is, I don't know, it's just like, oh yeah, there's a setting here. We're, there, we won't have any more problems. So we apologize if you're listening terrestrially, live video stream Thursday nights. So, Milo Yiannopoulos, Ben Shapiro got into it on Twitter, didn't get into it. Milo went after Ben. That's been happening for a bit now, and I, and I like both of them. I obviously performed with Milo. Um, as they were going back and forth on Twitter, I provided this show as an open platform for them both to debate. And people are saying, well, it's not neutral because you don't like Trump. Well, you know what? I, I, that's true. I don't like Trump. But if you listen to my interview with, with Ben, I was a little contrarian on the Michelle Fields thing to try and be fair. And the same thing with Milo. I, I've worked with both of them. I consider myself friends with both of them. So I respect both of them. And I think that there are far more um, pressing issues than trying to destroy other very valuable members of the conservative movement. That being said, Ben Shapiro did accept. Uh, and I, I don't n- know that Milo did. To be fair, behind the scenes, you know, there, there are contract issues at play, so I don't know. I don't want to throw anyone under the mm-hmm. bus or assume why. Contract availability. Right. Ben's not tied things. down by that. Um, it depends on who you work for in, in this business. So uh, 
so anyway, so that, that's the standing offer. They're always welcome to come and air their grievances, and I think it would be much more effective than going back and forth. On Plus, Twitter. it'd be really entertaining. It would be really entertaining. We were going to do it a long time ago while they were still more so friends. And now it's just, it's, it's just listen, they're both very good in their verticals. Milo is a, is a very entertaining provocateur. He knows how to manipulate, uh, not manipulate, he knows how to work media. He understands the showmanship. He's also, of course, very intelligent. Ben Shapiro is a hyperly informed and, um, I guess, credentialed, you would say, lawyer. Debater. 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 That's kind of his thing. Yeah. So uh, they're both very good in what they do, and I think they're both va- they both serve a role. And Ben's Ben's also valuably Jewy, which is is helpful. Sometimes Ben needs to, you know I I tell him like I yeah, just turned down the Jew ness as Ricky Ness-ness. Gervais said in uh, <laughs> in uh, what was that movie uh, for your consideration that was uh, Christopher Guest film. Okay, so I do want to talk about something. This was another. There are so many stories to get to. Oh my gosh! And then we have to get to Nick DiPaolo. So a couple of things. Uh, ta- target stock. Dropped over four points. Albany, the hate crime, remember we talked about that, was proven to be a hoax. Those race-baiting broads have been indicted. Um, We had a story up there on Facebook censoring conservatives. We know that. I want to talk about something. This happened at a Walmart. This video went viral of a woman berating a guy in a line in front of her using an EBT card. Now, if you read the article, there's a lot of nuance there, and people just commented on the title, so I figured I'd expand upon this on the program. Uh, Jared, let's roll that clip. But you know, usually when you're raised that way, you want to work a lot harder not to go back. You know, I, well, I put in $56 a week. You see me doing this right now. I'm trying to survive my family. I take care of my family. I also keep me providing for it. I am. The government is. Yeah. They take it out of my church. Bullshit. I don't. Okay. Then contact your local senators and congressmen and issue a complaint. Uh, Vote Republican. All right. There we go. So that is very telling. Now, do I think she's a shrew and she's out of line for chewing out a guy in front of his kids? Yes. Do I think he's out of line to be a full-grown man with kids wearing a Cannibal Corpse t-shirt? Yes. <laughs> do I think that both always. of them... Uh, do I th- Check yes for always. Yes. But he was very telling. He goes on in that video. It's at ladderwithcrowder.com. He goes on to tell her, well, uh, yeah, of course, of course, of course I'll take advantage of the system. He says, vote Republican. What does that mean? Hey, if you don't like me taking your stuff, vote Republican. Now, I wrote about this. She's out of line. He's out of line. Let me get to the spirit of this, however. There was a time where people felt shame taking stuff from other people. There was a time where welfare was available. I talked about this. Jimmy Braddock, you've seen probably Cinderella Man. It's a true story. He took welfare. He had to pass the hat. He felt so ashamed about it. Now, I'm not saying you should feel that that ashamed about it. There's somewhere in the middle. Some shame is good that he returned the welfare money when he was back on top. This is an FDR, uh, Irish Catholic Democrat, New York, Jimmy Braddock. He returned the welfare money. The spirit is different if someone has helped down under luck versus this guy. Now, we'll vote Republican because, and you're not going to win, so I'm going to keep taking your stuff. Someone asked me on Twitter. This, was, this happened on Twitter today. Well, I took, uh, I work 40 hours a week and I take, uh, I take uh, food stamps to pay for my kids. Does that make me less of a man? Yes. Pretty much. Yeah. Now, why? Well, one of the most masculine qualities and certainly one of the most attractive qualities to members of the opposite sex is the ability to provide. 
Think about that for a second. Men look for women with big boobs, with birthing hips. They look for a tri- Why? Lactation. The ability to uh, give them healthy offspring. Men are sexually attracted to physical traits. They're attracted to warmth. They're attracted to a mothering nature. Period. That's reality. Women are attracted to strength. They're attracted to men who seem like they can provide, men who can take care of the flock. That's why they like big muscles. That's why they like confidence. That's why they like people who are... Funny is, is, is something generally, until you get into the whole cerebral comedians now like oh, oh i'm just so miserable one point the guy who was funny was the guy in the room who could hold court funny confident strong men that's what women like not being able to provide and doing so pridefully is very unmasculine people got really mad do you think it makes me less of a man for taking money for a- yes i think you probably shouldn't have those kids i think you should decide beforehand and then if you're there i think you find a way And I think that if you do need to take a handout at some point, you do so quietly and you do it for as short of a time as possible. Am I wrong? Tweet me at S. Crowder. It's not that I'm not sympathetic. Everyone needs help. I understand that. It is the spirit of, I'm just going to get mine. By the way, people talk about, I need that help. Why shouldn't I get that help? Okay, I understand that. But why should you take it from someone else who's working 60 hours a week and doesn't qualify for those benefits? At some point, it's coming from somebody. And you're just saying that it's more fair for you because you're less successful than the other guy who might be working more and and putting in more effort. So let's not confuse this with being mean and not being fair. Someone's paying for it. How is that fair? We have to come back with legendary. Uh, We're going to do this. This is happening. Nick DiPaolo, louder with Crowder. Stay tuned or you're bad. You suck. Oh my God, is that the new, the, the new mineral mix? Yeah, yeah, I, I know it's expensive, but you know, sometimes you have to just splurge. It's, it's, it's better on my skin. I know I hurt great fit. What's that? Is that? It sounds like someone being standing up. Is that in the stall? I think so. Oh, shh, shh. Hello, ladies. Um, I don't think you're in the right place. No, no, yeah, it's totally cool. Uh, judge said so. You know, civil rights and what have you. Um, I don't think it works like Let me th- stop you right there. I can tell you that it works exactly that way. Don't think that. Well, you know, I got the ACLU right here in my favorites. I could just call him up and ask No, him. no, 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 no. You sure? I got him right here. No, no, that's fine. That's fine. You don't want to make national news? You're, you're good, good? No, yeah, we're fine. Um, Larry. Larry, right. Uh, you know, I'm really glad to hear that because I'm about to go back in there and drop the Huxtables off at the pool. Oh. Is that... Is that racist? Uh, might be if I weren't a tranny, but that's a fight you want to pick? No, no. No, no, of course no, not. That's what I thought. Ladies, I have got to go. Fair warning to any one of you who takes a stall next to me. I take a particularly wide stance. Okay, have a good one. Was that? I was thinking. Was that Larry Craig?
All right, glad to have. Well, I always say that, but okay. This is one. Let me introduce this this next guest. Uh, usually, we give a lot of plugs. Really obvious. He has a tremendous podcast, the Nick DiPaolo podcast. Follow him on Twitter at Nick DiPaolo. D I P A O L O. The funniest man alive, for me, my opinion. I think he is the funniest man walking great, planet yeah. Earth right now. Nick, uh, sorry for the bo- borderline faggotry, fangirlism. Are you there? Uh, yeah, that's a hell of an introduction. Uh, there's no way to go but down. But did you just say faggotry? You can say that on terrestrial radio? No, we can't. I can because not gay Jared can edit it, so he can plan for it. <laughs> but uh, you, you have to be on a short leash because we've listened to your podcast. Um, man, I mean, it's it's one of the. I think I we we talked about this because thank you. You you played this rant that I did at, at UMass, and. Um, yeah. I was unbelievably flattered because of anything, you know, I was I was channeling people from whom I've, I've grown up on like like you. Um, you've dealt with this for, since before I was born. Do you feel like it has gotten worse recently? I know you won't do college campuses, but even just in the last few years, because you're known for a guy who pisses people off. That's kind of your brand. I guess uh what pisses me off when somebody goes, I've been following you since before you were born. That kind of... Oh, come on now. <laughs> you're... you're, you're <laughs> this, is, this is the thing. You don't, you don't know with comedians, everything can get touchy. Or who was it we had on who got furious? The reception is bad here at the nursing home. But, um, <laughs> well, you know... My, 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 uh, my, my polished eyelet catheter is uh, getting in the way of the- well, is it self-lubricating um, pocket catheter? Because on AM radio, those sell like hotcakes. <laughs> no. I want to get the sample kit of catheters. I, I heard you can make bonds out of half of them. I'm yes. I'm getting my cup redone. I'm getting my cup redone with a door in it, so I don't have to step over it. <laughs> but, uh, no. Yeah, the PC, uh, yeah, it's gotten, it's got progressively worse. I mean, like I told you, I did stand up my first, my first uh, open mic gig was like a 1987, and uh, after about my third, my probably my third time on stage, somebody goes, hey, you're kind of like politically incorrect. That's, that's, that's where it's headed, man. You're in the right spot. And, and, and even then I said to the guy, I don't think so. I think it's, <laughs> and it's only get exponentially worse uh, since we let women vote. But anyways, what? <laughs> well, yeah, I know. I don't know. Um, you know, you know, what's funny. We've talked about that, not to get off the comedy thing, but you know, most women didn't want the right to vote. Did you know that? Is that right? Yeah, you know why? Because back then to vote, you you were a part of the draft. Bucket duty was voluntary firefighter service. So it was like 70-something, but despite what Meryl Streep will tell you in her Academy-worthy uh, performance, which they claim every single one is, most women did not want to vote because it was seen as a privilege that came with responsibilities, and, and women didn't want it. a lot. When I said that to the ticket holder, I remember at a, at a movie theater in Sutton's Bay, she swore up and down I was lying to her until I brought it up on my phone. 100% well, true. Well, how do we get... How do we channel those women to today's women? Um, how, do we, how do we get back to those kinds? No, I'm just no, no. I, I think I think you're right, though. Aunt say, Aunt Colta said something like, um, I don't know, if women weren't voting, if they didn't have the vote, Republicans would have won every election except for one since the Eisenhower administration, something like that. Probably, um, and and I tell you what, I know uh, we'll get, Trump is not gonna got, not gonna help Republicans with that right now. That's kind of his Achilles' heel. Um, but back to the comedy thing. You know, it's funny you said that 
you you sort of I th- I would think that in '87 it was certainly more open. That was part of my rant, right? Even if you look at the hippies back then, they at least sort of tried to feign like they were fighting for free speech. Kids on college campus right now, you know, not only were they not even there for 9/11, Nick. So this is even for me, just a few years removed. Um, it's just sort of been assumed. Well, hate speech isn't acceptable. Offensive speech isn't acceptable. It's it's not even an issue to them. It's just assumed. Yeah, we we have to limit speech. So I yeah, I, I gotta imagine from eighty seven to there, it's a stark contrast. They weren't even around for a nine eleven kind of with the views like that. It kind of makes me wish they were. <laughs> and third third floor doing some banking. But, uh... In the sunglass <laughs> hut. <laughs> yeah. Uh. So Picking up a Jamba Juice, but um, <laughs> oh God, we're gonna get letters. Yeah, but... no, I they 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 just look. They've been brainwashed, uh, and just, yeah, back in '87. If you watch movies from the '80s, you you can see the the liberal jerk offs who make film at work. That's when it started to take over the, the politically correct messages in, in, in movies. Right. Watch uh, Watch Philadelphia with Tom Hanks. Oh yeah. You want to you want to see uh, an attack on old white men? Uh, it's and not to mention all those not to mention all those silly little romantic comedies that bloomed in the mid '80s. Just watch the politically correct nonsense. Uh, that that's I, I bet you it was happening before that. I mean, Hollywood's always been liberal, but that's when I even noticed. You know? Well, I think you're right about the 80s because, right, Reagan, it, Hollywood sort of fancies itself as anti-authoritarian, though. Right now, oh, yeah. you know, they are the man. They're the media, they're the entertainment industry, and they have the White House. And for several years, they had uh, House of Representatives. I mean, they had the supermajority. But, um, you know, in the 80s with Reagan, I think they had free rent. Like, the perfect example is Philadelphia, the AIDS thing. It was never an yeah. epidemic. It was never an epidemic. That your chances of getting AIDS, unless you're shooting dirty needles and having gay orgies in a truck stall, are statistically less than zero percent in the United States. They always have been, and uh, yeah. you know. I, I said that. I said I, I see a lot of unhealthy uh, Haitian choreographers, but a lot of rugged uh, construction workers. <laughs> Haitian uh, choreographers. And I, was, and, I was, and I was making these jokes at the peak of uh, you know the type of material that's kept me doing radio in my basement for the last few years, but. Uh, you know, yeah, no, it's all, I'm, I'm just so tired of it, it doesn't even phase me now. It's like, uh, you know, I, I just I just plow ahead, and, I mean, Trump, look, I'm not a huge Trump fan and stuff, and, and, right. uh, but, you know, he sort of won me over <laughs> just with a set of balls on him. I was half asleep on the couch, you know, six months ago when he started, he was imitating that, uh, that reporter from the New York Times, just a disabled guy or whatever. And I, I, I almost fell off the couch laughing. I went, oh, he set my book. Not, not, not that I want to make fun of you know, physically challenged people. I'm just saying it's it an endorsement. fresh air. <laughs> yeah, it's an endorsement. This is, this is precisely why, you know, <laughs> uh, uh, unlike Nick, I've kind of been sucked into this political sphere. And he's really done more, say more on the comedy side. People are like, why don't you endorse someone? Because of what you just exactly. heard. There's so many quotes like that That's... from me. They can trudge up. And they'd be like, did this man who played Spot the Transsexual on April 3rd uh, endorse you, uh, Mr. Rubio, or whoever it is? Um, no, I, you know you know, it's fine. I don't, I don't like Trump because I think, especially as comedi- comedians, you know, an authoritarian, a guy who's alluded to cracking down on free speech is, is a problem for guys like you and me. And, you know, all of a sudden, if you don't like him, that's, you know, it's a problem. But I like, like you said, the, the things that I don't like about him have nothing to do with the reasons the media hate him. That he makes right. fun of somebody, or he says build a wall, right. or he says you know Muslims right. are a problem. None of those things bother me. 
Um, but it's it's the free speech issue. I mean, as a comedian, does that make you a little uneasy when you see him talking about libel laws with the press and really just anyone he doesn't like, it seems, is the umbrella sort of definition? Well, yeah, I, I mentioned that today on my podcast. I go, the, the, one of the things I don't like, first of all, he's too thin-skinned, you know? Yeah. But I think he would have a hell of a time passing those libel laws. Although, you know, who knows? He could pull an Obama and just pass whatever he wants and play king for a day. Right. But, um, but just him, you know, just him saying that Hillary, if she was a guy, should be at 5%, that is, to me, that is so refreshing and just... <laughs> I'm, I'm splashing around in it like a, you know. I, I just—it's just so refreshing. Right. I cannot wait till he starts calling her fat and ugly. I mean, I, I can't wait for this. It's going to be like Godzilla versus Mighty Joe Young. This, uh, if she's not in jail. Right. Um, well, they could both be in some like serious legal trouble piece, right? before. Well, before November, I mean, they both have loss. They both. She has an indictment. And he has some big lawsuits. Right. Is Trump you and now raping a young girl? I don't think it's true. This is the first time, though, two presidential candidates could be either indicted or just it's facing the a best of America right there. <laughs> I can't believe it's come to this. Uh, Did I, you just say rape? Yeah, you haven't heard. You haven't heard heard that he was like this 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 uh, gang rape for an underage girl. I, I don't think there's any truth to it, just like the Ted Cruz affairs. But there is a lawsuit right now on Trump for rape. Yeah, and when, when did that surface? Eight minutes ago? Yeah, about nah, a couple couple of days ago. But about you, eight minutes after he went and won in Indiana, did that come up? No, it came up before Indiana. I don't think it's true at all. But I, you know, I, I try and be is consistent. She dragging around? Is she dragging around a mattress? <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. I. You right. know. God, that was one of the. Well, yeah, that's right. You're in New York, and and every time those come out, they're almost always verifiably proven false. Um, I could I could believe we would have heard about this rape charge uh, last year when he announced he was running. Now, well, what was the hesitation? No, just they, the the lawsuit I think was just filed, and that's why I do think it's politically motivated. Absolutely. Yeah, the timing is very odd, isn't it? Yeah, well, that's the same thing with the Cruz affairs, which then you know went away. Um, the, the the problem. Well, first of all, how can anybody did anybody really believe there were chicks banging Ted Cruz other than his wife? <laughs> well, I mean, look look at Arnold. I can't, I can't how much power he has. Look at Arnold and who he picks, or Tiger Woods. Like sometimes it's not even about attraction. Like Arnold just like went with this this lady who, like one of the ugliest people ever. Yeah, no, I know, but it's he's the ugly one. Cruz in this equation. Yeah, but men are usually. I don't. But that 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 would be even less, right? Because women, as long as you're powerful. Whereas with Arnold, he like went after. No, that's what I'm saying. Like his ugliness outdid his powerfulness. I don't know. I don't. I I heard. (laughs) <laughs> and when I heard him and Carly Fiorino were running together, I go, as long as they're not sleeping together, I don't want to see that hybrid child. Yeah, I know. I don't think anyone does. I actually think for, what is she, 65? So she, 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 yeah. I have no idea. She's not, she's not a bad, she's certainly better looking than Hillary. She stays more fit. Oh, absolutely. I'd tag her. No doubt. <laughs> Well, uh, it's funny you said about Hillary because we wrote an article not long ago, and we did the you know the Obama the red and blue sign. We put Hillary's face in there, and we put it on a wall, and it said "bitch" right underneath Hillary. And um, the article was "bitch will become the new N word." Everyone said, "Well, you're just saying socialist because you want to say the N word." And when we released this, what was this, Jared? Maybe eight months ago. Even conservatives were, "Oh, I can't." We're outraged. And when we re-released yeah. it recently, same post met to fanfare from both the right <laughs> and the left. So there, it's the same thing. We just re-released it, and people were no longer offended. No one likes her. No one no likes one her. No one likes her. Do you feel that in the in the in the you know you're more in the comedy club circuit still these days? Do you feel even with fellow comedians like Hillary Clinton is kind of kind of like their George Bush, where a lot of it is indefensible and and they're not really big fans. They just feel they have to pull that lever. 
Um, I don't know. I, I hang around my house by myself. I don't like anybody in my business. But uh, I would never call Hillary the B-word. That's, I might drop a C on her, but not a B. Well, okay, all right. You're far, you're far more tasteful than I. Um, uh, w- <laughs> there's a shift, though, even in the last few months. And I don't know. So I think some of that is due to Trump. And I think, like you said, there are a lot of people like you out there who are, who are just tired of... You can only call people racist, sexist, homophobic, transphobic is a new thing for so long until they go, all right, let's let's go with that, and they're fine with it. Well, Trump is, look, you can only trample on the working class for so long, and they've been working class diffs, and they've done it for 40 years in this country before they finally react. And this is what you're watching with with Trump getting all the support, you know? They finally finally strike back. You can only piss on somebody for so long, so... um, it's refreshing. I actually, you know, he asked some, you know, and like I said, I'm not a Trump fan. Even before he started to run, when I would see him on The Apprentice or on, on TV in an interview, I would go, how is this guy a billionaire? He sounds like a bit of a dope. <laughs> right. I, I, that's what I used to say. But then he, then he won me over with, with just going, hey, I don't have time for political correctness. And that's what, that's why he's doing as well as he did. Yeah. Doing as well as he's doing. That, that's what it's about. It's about the culture. It's about working class white guys tired of being called bigoted, racist. That's, this is a reaction. Right. And I hope it's not just a temporary one. I hope it's a tsunami right. that overturns this crap. I am so sick of listening to Black Lives Matters and, and now organizations. All right, well, on that note, we're going to bring you right back after the break because I wanted to talk about that. Uh, Nick DiPaolo, stay tuned, Funniest Man Walking. I'm Perry Matheson. We take you now back to our field reporter, Jimmy, uh, who is in rough shape. Jimmy, last time we left you, how has the situation changed? Well, it hasn't really changed much. I I didn't drink the water, so thanks for that, but I still don't have any eyes or limbs, so... Well, you knew what you signed up for when you volunteered for Flint. Jimmy, I need you to let us know what's happening on the ground. Okay, uh... Last I knew, there was a protest, and, and, and the president came in. Uh, I'm getting dizzy. I'm losing a lot of blood here. Jimmy, now, I need you to stay professional. Okay, no one said this would be easy. Stay on task. Harry, stay on task. I'm, I'm blind and quadriplegic. Damn it, Jimmy. This is why you've never been promoted from field reporter. Treat it like it's a serious job. Okay, business time. Really simple. Some of you don't know where to find me. Louderwithcrowder.com. Half a dozen to ten articles every single day. Twitter. Follow me at S. Crowder. Louder with Crowder podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, or any other podcatching device. YouTube.com slash Stephen Crowder. Or you can type in Stephen Crowder on Facebook and be one of the million plus fans. Or join the mailing list. There are so many ways for you to stay connected. You have no excuse. You have no excuse, just like you have no excuse for those roles that are just cascading over your belt buckle. You should be ashamed. Unless you're a lady. Then you deserve a medal. Get her a medal.
All right, glad to be back with the next guest. We have to play those silly bumper music, and I know for him, he's like, ah, he's so used to doing all the morning shows with the toilet flush sound or something like that. Uh, the comedians, you have to do this forever, <laughs> and uh, we don't want to. We don't want to do that to him. But Nick DiPaolo, follow him on Twitter, Nick DiPaolo Podcast. Whenever I see people sending screenshots and they're subscribed to to, to me, they go, "Who else should I subscribe to?" Right away, well, we'll subscribe to Nick's thing. Um, Nick, thanks for being with us. You mentioned Black Lives Matter before we went to the break. This is a big shift. When I was at uh, not UMass before that, right? I was at Cal Poly, and we had bomb threats, and we had to have cops go through. Black Lives Matter showed up, and uh, in the paper, they they fact checked my jokes and asked me to check my privilege. Um, you have anything like that happen? <laughs> what? Yeah. Are you serious? I'm absolutely serious. And here's the thing, you you know, Nick, like for for all this stuff, right? At UMass, right? We've we've sort of talked about this. Were they outright protest? At least you know where you're aiming, right? But they come up and they were dead yeah. quiet, and they had their phone on. And every time I would make a joke, well, you can't see me. That's right, because you you don't like the, the the skypes. So um, every time they would make a joke, they would shake their head no, like five people in the front row, just to make everyone uncomfortable laughing. And then they wrote in the paper that, I don't know, something I said was inaccurate about black history, which it most likely was because it was a joke. Um, yeah. yeah, this this happens all the time. And it happened in, in, in clubs before this, certainly in Canada, because they're, they, they don't really have freedom of speech. Do you, do you think it's just college campuses? Or, or do you, I mean, you're big enough where you'll do kind of theaters on your own right now. So do you think... Well, no, no, I'm in clubs more than I am theaters. And, and yeah, it is college campuses. I don't do college campuses. Uh, I did one in Staten Island. Uh, but, they, you know, Staten Island, they, a college in Staten Island, it's like, I think it might have been, I think it was a DeVry. No, I don't know what it was. It was a... <laughs> it was Phoenix? But it was, nobody complained, but, uh, I, no, I, I I could never do that. I would never go near a college camp with that, with that type of stifling atmosphere. Really? We're, we're answering to, to young black college students what we can and can't say, really? Well, but, I mean, yeah. I mean, you're white, so that's just kind of how it's supposed to be set up right now. But even in comedy clubs, I mean, you know, it, you have you have a lot of bookers. You, you got to look. You got to be honest. You have to be honest with black people. This, this is a new generation of black people who don't. Like, the black people my age like to know where you stand. They they like the crazy white comic who who is speaking his mind. Right. I was just in Arlington, Virginia, this past weekend, and it was a black guy right in the middle. I mean, with a do rag on and like a, he was wearing like a. And he was he I was playing to him, I was feeding off his energy the whole time. He was right. laughing at, and the more honest I was being, the harder he was laughing. Came up to me after the show, then he tweeted me and uh in my and this is true, in my twenty eight years of doing stand up, I swear to God, I've had maybe ten 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 black people walk out because they you know, on my show because they thought I was a as opposed to and I'm not kidding you, hundreds and hundreds of white young kids. Right. Yeah, I know. It's I mean, just, they're uh, the ones that get offended for the guy. Though I have had people outright get. Sometimes you do have black. Well, again, it's a generational thing. Black people get ultra sensitive with it. I mean, what do you think? Someone like I hate to, you know, obviously you can't speak for him, but you were so close, and a lot of you were with Patrice O'Neill. What he wasn't around for the the Black Lives Matter, right? And he, you were constantly ribbing each other on Tough Crowd. It was constantly a yeah. racial joke, or you're a wop, and you know you're a Jew. Oh, yeah. What do you think he would have thought of Black Lives Matter? He would have hated it. He would have hated because, like I just said, he and, and some young kid, some young black comic came up to me like three months ago in a club here in New York. I think he said he was from Philly. I mean, like 22 years old. And he comes up and he introduces himself and he goes, yo, man, uh, 
I, I, I met Patrice O'Neill a couple of years ago, and he said you were straight-out gangster when it came to comedy. <laughs> 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 I went, okay, I don't know what that means, but I'll take it. I, but, but, I, I don't know what that, that means. I don't know what that means. I don't use Skype very often, Crowder. Well, <laughs> I'll Google that later. Means, you know, what he meant is I'm totally honest on stage, no matter who's sitting in the crowd. Right. But, like, but like, here's a good example. Hillary... You know, at that black radio station saying that she had hot sauce. Oh, my gosh. We ran with that. We had that in a loop like a morphine drip. That's the best way to lose votes with black. She was pandering. Everybody in the room know it. When they said, what are you carrying in your purse? They would have had more respect for her if she said, well, thanks to your people, I carry mace. <laughs> and, and, and you know, and they would have laughed their ass off. And, and, and at least that's the, the, the black people I grew up with. It's know, not the same, man. It's not the same, and the, and, you know, the black people you grew up with, you know, they were right. Their parents, if not them, you know, they at least understood the civil the civil rights movement. There was some kind of a struggle. These kids have none of that, and they're more offended than ever. That's the odd thing. I think that not obviously not not making an old joke because you're older than me, but people even just five years the older black, than me. The black, the black people I grew up with, you know, Red Fox and uh, <laughs> yes. Duke Ellington. Yes, exactly. Duke Ellington and Dick. Sammy Davis Jr., you know, people right. my age. Well, you grew up with Bill Cosby, but, but that's because he was your, no, you're your babysitter. you're right. You're absolutely right. These <laughs> kids are offended by everything, and they have, they have experienced nothing in the way of pain. But uh, you're absolutely right. So, um, Well, you stay off college campuses. I wish you didn't, just because they need to hear what you have out there. And I think there's an entire generation of kids who would love it, because they're tired of it, too. Again, they're the silent majority. Like You have to understand this about UMass, right? That was maybe, I've heard as low as 700, as high as 1,000, like 800 people in there. It's 29,000 students. Maybe 40 or 50 of them were disruptive and yelling, you know, like that Trigley Puff, who she's infamous, how she's infamously known. And they just screamed the loudest. The other people were cheering and drowning them out. I think you'd be surprised. It's a horrible dynamic for comedy. No, you can't do it. Look, you guys were up there. You were going to have a panel discussion sitting down. That's a whole different dynamic if you're up there trying to do an hour by yourself. You know, unless they're policing the room and they're voting people, which they're not going to because then somebody will file file a lawsuit uh, on a college campus. But, yeah, you can't can't go, you know, be a headliner and up there by yourself and and have people yelling crap out. I mean, you you can because you're you're Nick DiPaolo and and you're well, yeah, anybody can go up. Anybody can go up there and and any comic who's been doing it as long as I have and, and, and just, you know, verbally destroy people who are ruining this show, but that's not what the rest of the people came to No, hear, exactly. Huh? It's disrespectful to the audience. Um, yeah. y- you're, you're right, but, um, okay, well, you know what? Let's do, let's do a couple minutes on a web extended here, Nake, Jared, because uh, I think uh, I think Nick will, will be able to, to throw some the leash off, and people listening terrestrially can go to ladderwithcrowder.com and hear this, but Nick, stay right here. Nick DiPaolo Podcast, everyone else, go online. Hopper takeover of the Louder with Crowder channel here. I did not want to do this, but I had no other way. Left with what I believe most Americans and their canine counterparts find to be unsatisfactory candidates for president. I would like to announce that I am beginning Hopper's exploratory committee for president. My formal announcement of candidacy and policies will come in the following weeks. But I can tell you that a Hopper platform, without a doubt, 
will provide equal rights under the law for everyone and sardines and all the cheeses for all the peoples and dogs, but not the cats. Also, I have very thorough plans for what to do with the current squirrel infestation. I think you're going to like it. So stay down, not good, Jared. Hey, Crowderheads, if you're listening to this on iTunes or SoundCloud or maybe on the YouTube live stream, because that's a thing now, you're missing so much content at louderwithcrowder.com. That's actually the bulk of what me and my glorious team, Not Gay Jared notwithstanding, do on a daily basis, anywhere from four to ten articles a day with commentary, videos, GIFs, images, and it's all free. So if you want to be up to date on the news and entertained, just add louderwithcrowder.com to your RSS feed. Go check it every day. It's free. You get to support the site. And then, you know, maybe we'll give you some free stuff. I don't know. Maybe free college. What are they promising? Free college? Healthcare? I don't know. They're promising. We'll, we'll give you that. Just, just bookmark it. And we'll give it to you. That's a promise. Glad to be back. That was Nick DiPaolo. Always when we have Gerald Morgan coming on after the uh, the next uh, break. So I did have to, to people, I had to change my shirt. That shirt that I was wearing earlier, producing with me in studio as always, is Not Gay Jared. Follow him at Not Gay Jared on Twitter. I fulfill my legal obligations. Draw your own conclusions. The shirt had one of those, it wasn't a tag, you know, where it says the material. And it was just, it was digging into me. I had to take it off. <sighs> I wanted to be professional for the, the, the newer guests. But now I just I had nah, to go and get care. into something comfortable. You just don't care. That shirt was just it, it was and it was making the noise, and I had to roll it up because it had the. What's that? We got a we got a, a Skype a Skype call coming in. Who's skyping us? Uh, it's, it's Dean Kane. Dean, why is Dean, Dean Kane, Kane skyping oh, us? Hold on, hold on, hold on. Hey Dean, hey Dean, you there? Yeah. Hey, yeah, uh, up? hey, hey, good. Hey, we're doing uh we're doing a show. Can we call you call you back later? Yeah. Is that okay? Hey. Are you hungry right now? Because I want to go to Applebee's real quick. I just want to grab a quick bite to eat. Because I'm starving, dude. I am, but I'm we're we're, we're busy. Tell, Can him, we, tell, tell him we're doing Steve, a show. Look, I mean, you're so hey, thin. You Dean, seriously. Yeah, yeah, we're live though. We're actually live. So can we can we call back later? Tell, tell him we're doing a show. We're doing a show right now. Gotta go, just click it. Gotta go. Hang up. Gotta go. Right. Sorry. Bye. I don't know. How often does that happen? It, pretty often. I mean, I we, saw him. He was there. Didn't he visit you when you were in the hospital? He did. He did, but a lot of people don't know he got on the show because you knew him before we ever worked together on the show. No, he won't stop. He just keeps calling. Well, just but... make sure he knows it's a show. It's fine. He's a good guy. Hey, by yeah. the way, we had some polls out earlier. Over two thousand people have answered in uh, in less than an hour. Trump versus Hillary. What are you doing? Forty eight percent have said Trump negligible. Three percent said Hillary, but thirty four percent said third party. And 15% said fluoride in your tap, exclamation, exclamation, exclamation. That's a valid option. We need to stop putting valid. those options on there because I think it skews the <laughs> results. The fact that it's it's pretty close between Trump and third party, it's a scary thing. The GOP may be Well, I've done. seen a lot of people talking about, ever since we have Austin Peterson on last week, people talking, yeah, it's kind of a tempting option now that know, you know a little bit more about him. I mean, it's a protest vote. Yeah. It's not really going to go anywhere. But it could, you know, down the line. Right push the bar a okay. little bit but i want to get to someone was asking me of one of our fans here on twitter asking me about the alt-right what is your opinion of it but we've talked about it before 
there are some good people and there are some bad people in every movement. I, I think when you start getting to the point where you're, you're emailing the, the Nazi propaganda to Ben Shapiro, you go from being a disturber to – if your goal is offense, off- being offensive is a perfectly acceptable delivery mechanism. This is what I've always said. And obviously I've offended a lot of people. I'm fine with that. If your goal is offense in and of itself, it, it just means you're a hack. And someone like like Nick, who's one of the best comedians ever, would tell you that. And he's as offensive as they come. But you can find offensive people at an open mic. So my whole thing with people online, trolls, I understand that it can be used very well and very effectively. And I'm not morally against it. But if your end goal is, did you see how much I offended that person? And that's it? I, I, I mean, you can do it, obviously. I just don't have a lot of respect for you as a performance artist, as a comedian, as an activist. You're, you're, you're just a hack. Uh, not saying the entire alt-right is that way. One thing I will say is I really do appreciate our fans. We have very loyal fans. They go online. They create the memes. But they're per- we have a pretty informed fan base. I'm not worried about them trying to dock somebody. They'll argue with people. I mean, they've been blocked by people like Amy Schumer. and of a PC principal or, or Farty, uh, Farty and uh, Chew- one of them, Chewbacca's lover. I don't know which one yeah. was blocked by Amy. Yeah. One of them hasn't been blocked by Sean King. And was upset by it. They're smart. And most of them petitioned to get me fired. It's true. So it's they're smart. Fair and balanced. They're instigators, but they 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 are uh, they still have a semblance of humanity. So we appreciate them, and they make fun of us the most. To be honest, you just most of all. Speaking of making fun of people uh, who may or may not be gay, and we don't know where they stand. Caitlyn Jenner posing on, will be on the cover of Sports Illustrated, nude with an American flag, and Bruce Jenner's medals. Um, there you go. Merry Christmas. <laughs> Came early. First off, I don't know how they what they do with the airbrushing the bits and pieces. No. Nude. Is it, is it maybe doing the Buffalo maybe Bill? Put, maybe, that's where you put the, maybe that's where you put the metals. Just kind of just... Cover them? Tastefully. Like the just old, a little tasteful nudity. Kind of like you do with the old uh, Greek statues and the leaf? Yeah, with a little tasteful... Uh, Fig little, leaf. Little, little Bruce Jenner side Only that they are medals that Caitlyn Jenner never won. This is what's so silly about it. Caitlyn Jenner has the exact same amount, well, less, uh, of, a- of athletic accomplishments as I do. Particularly if you play by the whole transgender, LGBTQ, AAIP, and a silent F rules, right? This is a new person. Bruce is, watch the show. Watch the I Am Kate show. You know, I, Bruce, Bruce is someone I'll miss, and, and Bruce is someone in the past, but this is, you know, I'm Caitlyn now. I'm a whole new person. That's, yes, you are! You're a whole new person. Well, then, sorry, you don't get to carry over medals. If I win a gold medal, I have the hiccups. If I win a gold medal, scare me. I can take my, I'm taking my clothes off. Okay. Well, hiccups are gone. They're gone. If I win gold medals, they don't go to not gay Jared. Bruce Jenner wins medals. They don't go to Caitlyn Jenner. This isn't about intolerance. These are the same people who, by the way, will get absolutely furious and 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 want to strip athletes of medals for using performance-enhancing drugs. Well, let's do the reverse. You think Caitlyn Jenner could win anything in any category under the hormone replacement therapy? Not oh, to mention gosh. the added weight. I mean, you try and lean down as a as a as a um, decathlete, you're adding a, a couple of pounds of, of of rubberized gelatinous goo. Tit. There's that. Either too. word. There's no way Caitlyn Jenner's win, winning any kind of an athletic endeavor. There is no consistency whatsoever with the transgender thing. And, uh, you know, we never want to speak ill of, of, of former employers, of course. So, but people were asking me about the PJTV thing. And actually, I, there are a lot of great friends at PJTV. It just made me think about it because we were talking about the trans thing. And it made me think about mm-hmm. Wham! and Fun Dip, who got furious for people who listened when the show started. He was my producer 
and how mad he would get about the trans stuff. And there was never any consistency. There was never any consistency. He was a perfect emblem of, you know, just you couldn't argue. There was no logic. Just, well, whatever people want, whatever they feel, whatever their soul says. So now Caitlyn Jenner wants to steal Bruce Jenner's medals? Don't you, don't you find it ironic that for, for a strong now feminist, she built all of her fame off the man, back, back of a man's yeah, back talent? Of a man. Couldn't it, well, and, and he he built it off the back of whores. Well, there you go. His daughters. Yeah. Now, what do you mean whores? I mean, they have sex on camera for money. Yeah. Well, I guess that's, that's kind of valid. <laughs> People get mad all the time at that. Like, why you can't use slut, you can't slut shame. Are you a slut? Maybe you should be shamed. Oh. I guess it's kind of self-induced, isn't it? Do you feel bad about yourself? I do, a little bit. Well, there you go. Your mom raised you very poorly. <laughs> Caitlyn Jenner, get a, a tweet me at S. Crowder what you think. I, I just, it's one of those deals where there is no logic to this issue. And you want to talk about the social justice leftism, Trigglypuff, by the way. I think we have the best video on Trigglypuff that the internet will see on Monday. Not to tease you, but... It might be Tuesday morning, but I think you're going to look forward to it if you want more Trigglypuff. I was talking about this. Someone asked me, I don't remember who it was, recently this week, saying, well, why do you think that they're also, you know, the transgender thing, the bathroom deal, Black Lives Matter, they're always very disruptive and pretty violent. You know, leftists occupy Wall Street, Black Lives Matter, uh, at our rally, yelling, cussing, swearing, whereas the Tea Party, they left places cleaner than they found them, whether you like it or not. Generally, conservative protests have, have, have not been violent. Conservative protests. And it's, it's, it's something really simple. It kind of hit me. Well, think about it for a second. Big government, socialism, the only way to make that work when you boil it down is through violent force. Coercion. That's the only way. When people are saying, uh, the people's revolution, it needs to be fair. Well, how are you going to do it? We're going to take their stuff. What if they don't want to do that? Well, we're going to force them. What if they say, I'm not giving you 65% of what I've earned? The real answer, we're going to send in people who are armed to take it and put them in jail. The real answer is unlike capitalism, unlike free enterprise, which can only function through voluntary transaction. Again, the, the, the tree, the, the, let's get to the center of this, right? The, what am I, what's the, 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 the tree trunk. Gosh, I was like stump. No, because that's a dead tree. Tree trunk is violence. That's the root of liberalism. That's the root of socialism, communism, centralized government. They can only take it through force. So, of course, it stands to reason that the people who are protesting, who are out there getting what they want, they're using the same technique that they believe government should do, which is take it by force. You don't like someone else's speech? Take it by force. Keep your husband on this campus! Keep your husband on this campus! Shaking their little teacher arm fat. Little? Occupy Wall Street. We believe the government should redistribute it. Okay, well, you're in the wrong part of Zuccotti Park here in New York. I'm going I'm to I'm drop a deuce in someone else's tent. <laughs> the root of liberalism, it, people under, at the end of the day, it can only be accomplished through violence. That's the ultimate threat. That's not necessary for capitalism. What is necessary for capitalism, not talking crony capitalism, is a voluntary transaction. The only way you succeed is if someone wants your good goods, your product, your service. And so when you think, when you go, okay, this is the trunk of the tree, the branches coming off, it makes sense that they're inherently more violent than conservatives. That leftists are that way, that they throw these temper tantrums, that they throw rocks through windows, that they burn down cities. Because at the end of the day, they're doing this because they want a system of government that effectively would have to do the same thing to accomplish what they want. Mm-hmm. Take your pick, anything, anything. Anything that Bernie Sanders prompt, free college. We're going to take the money. We're going to take the money from the Cayman Islands. 
How? Eventually walk down the line, government force. It's not peaceful. For all the peaceful hippies who love, man, at the end of the day, you are advocating forcibly taking other people's things that they have rightfully earned. Now, we're going to do a video rebuttal on, on the Karl Marx video that uh, has been circulating because he was trending today. It is one of those things where I'm amazed that we're in a generation people actually praise Karl Marx. I'm also amazed that Caitlyn Jenner apparently gets to take Bruce Jenner's medals. A chick gets to take a guy's medal for winning a guy's division. And if you say, hey, that's kind of weird, plus Caitlyn still has a pecker, it's hate speech. Welcome to 2016, Welcome my to friend. 2016. So, I... I if it seems like I'm not able to make sense of that, it's because I'm not. I, I, if someone wants to come on the program and present a valid case as to Caitlyn Jenner's athletic accomplishments, I am all ears and boobs and wiener because I can have all of them. Gerald Morgan, rocket scientist doctor after the break. Stay tuned. And now for Donald Trump unifies the GOP. Okay, listen, Casey. What is he even doing? I don't even know. The guy has no ratings, okay? He has no polls. Guys, won what state? Okay, he's a loser. Okay, uh, listen. I would never say. The guy's got pockmarks, okay? So many pockmarks. You want a president, frankly, who has pockmarks like that? He has pockmarks, okay? And even his wife, nobody likes him. In Ohio, his wife doesn't like him, okay? I'm not saying this. is what other people say. I think John Casey, you know, he's such a bad guy. They can't win a single poll. And the winner of the Indiana primary is Donald Trump. Uh, that's great. Great news. We're going to make America great again. Thank you for choosing me as your president. Hey, and Governor Kasich, I still hate your guts. Back with our guest. That was very poor dancing to people watching in the video studio. But it's embarrassing for all of us. It was supposed, you know, the Muppet dance. But and I, this next guest is not a fan of the Muppets. But he is a very accomplished uh, neurosurgeon, rocket scientist. I think he has three PhDs. Three now? I thought I thought I heard four on the street. He could be four. I think he might have added gender studies. But he's a very learned man, and we're we are fortunate to be graced with his presence. You can follow him at G Morgan Jr. Gerald Morgan, are you with us, sir? I am, and in the immortal words of King Prawn, what'd you do? What'd you do? <laughs> what'd you do? Oh, wow, that is... Pepe the King Prawn is one... Of, actually, that's right. I converted <laughs> Gerald. Is one of the funniest characters in all of the TV film. Pepe the King Prawn. And Gerald and I remember... I think we were we had a couple of beers one night. And we were watching The Muppet Show. <sighs> so good. And, and made it more interesting. <laughs> yes, it made it more interesting. So, okay, Gerald, you were chomping at the bit to come onto this pro. Usually you always, you ditch us, but the audience likes you because of the Trump situation. You were pretty upset. They haven't even seen him. They've never they've, seen if him. They, if they've seen him, they would really... Well, you can cut to you if you're talking. They would really well, be in for a treat if they could see If him. they could see Gerald? <laughs> yes. I don't know well, if I'm the, just saying I have better pictures than the one on Twitter. I mean, come on, really? I think we the know yellow, that. The yellow shirt, like, yeah, it's on purpose. I get it. Yes, yes, it is absolutely on purpose. Jared, <laughs> You're shaming me right now. You're body shaming me, and I don't like it. Not, well, no. 
you shame yourself, sir. Ouch. Not I did wear those up. clothes in public. You did wear those clothes in public. <laughs> and you could, like, that's the thing. It's like, well, it prevents chafing. You and I both know you could put pants on over it. This is a decision you've made, and now you have to live with the consequences and meet the internet. So you were upset this week with the, with the, the Donald Trump, Ted Cruz. We obviously know that you don't like Donald yes. Trump. I, yeah. I don't know. You, you often work uh, late into the evening, so I don't know if you saw my statement early on. The fact is, rules are rules. And I don't like it, but I said, hey, you know, Donald Trump. You, you won, congrats on the win, and let's see where it goes. Doesn't mean that I'm a fan, but I feel like we do have to accept the results if they go by the rules that we agreed to beforehand. Where are you with this? Yeah, it's like the convention's going to be the slow clap that never really takes off. You know, there's going to be five people. <laughs> I don't know. And nobody nobody joins. You know, maybe one other guy on the other side of the arena. But I, I just... Uh, it wasn't... I mean, you and I kind of talked off the line just a little bit about it. You text me like, hey, you know... like. Everybody's going to be pissed to some degree. I think you're right. The process is the process. My problem is is just, and I hate to say that your listeners don't really fall into this category, but everybody else, if you're, if you're listening to this, tur- turn it turn it up really loud and maybe get a pen okay. out. We're stupid. If we think that these people on both sides are the best that we've got, the very best options for the greatest country in the history of the world, for these two people to be our leaders, we are absolutely idiots. And we will very quickly find out that we can't be idiots our entire life and expect to stay free. It just does not happen. History shows us over and over and over again, whenever we start to get high on ourselves and think that we've got it all figured out and that we can put people into power that we like because they maybe talk to us like a game show host or somebody who skirts the law and gets away with it, and we're like, well, cool, they keep getting away with it, I guess I'll root yeah. for them, then we will quickly find out that our country comes to an end at some point. It can't happen. It never has happened right. in history, and but, it won't happen for us. Well, and, and it has to, like I said, but it sounds like you're saying when I'm at a certain point, like I said, if he got the delegates, he got the number, fine. Yeah. Or if it went to a contested convention, fine. And here we are, other people dropped out. I don't like it, just like I don't yeah. like the fact that the Vegas betting odds are overwhelmingly favor Hillary Clinton, but that's reality. And that's I why I have a problem with the Never Trump thing, even though long before Never Trump existed, long before a lot of these other AM radio hosts who were on board with Trump for ratings until they finally decided to pivot, I, I said, I'm, I'm not going to vote for him. I, I also don't believe in making sure it's Never Trump at the cost of the process and at the cost of the will of the people, even if they're wrong. Absolutely. Uh, we, You and I have talked about this before in regards to other matters. Freedom is always messy, but it's always worth it. So we we get the people that the system gives us because it's more important that we adhere to the policies that we put forth in the system than it is that we go, oh, wait, well, I don't want Trump, so let's do something underhanded to get him out. I've right. never been a, a fan of Trump. I never, no. I mean, frankly, I, I never thought he'd make, he'd make it frankly. fast. Frankly. Yeah, frankly, yeah, it's going to be huge. Um, sorry, you do a better. No, it's okay. It's okay. You can take so, you can take the mic <laughs> um, from me. But, no, uh, I, I, yeah. Listen, I've never been a fan either. But the, you know, this is where we are. This is where we're at. That's that's the reason that I wanted uh, to say a few things tonight. Okay. We have to care. We have to stop just living our lives in in a way that that really leaves us <laughs> with people like this. That, that the only way that they can grab our attention is to say something offensive. That's the only way that Trump grabs attention is by saying something that's offensive to the majority of people in the country. But we're such. I don't know. We're we're so tuned to entertainment that we retweet that no, stuff. No, I don't all think that's why though. I think I, I respectfully I think you're wrong about that. I think people are actually 
they're refreshed that so, and I like this about Trump that he's not afraid to back something up. Uh, to, he doesn't back something up because someone else says it's offensive. And even though I disagree with his policies, I, I do think more people should tear a page from that book. Saying a wall, build a wall, shouldn't be offensive, and people say it's no, offensive. I know. It's not offensive. What's offensive to say to people is like, uh, yeah, you're all criminals and we're going to send you all home. That, yes. That's absolutely not true. Oh, no, absolutely. <laughs> well, well, no, not that. What's a, What would be offensive to someone? For example, I think, listen, handshake, congratulations politically from Ted Cruz, right, to uh, Donald Trump. But Ted Cruz, as a man, after Donald Trump insulted his wife's looks and said that his dad was involved with the shooting of, uh, of JFK, yeah. he deserves to deliver an absolute magnificent uh, pecker punch to Donald Trump uh, in yes. in payback, and then okay, let's move on with politics. But personally, you, you don't shake and make up with a guy like that. That's very different from a policy difference. Well, personally, I thought we were better than the two candidates that it looks like we're going to be stuck with on on one side and on the other. I, I don't think Donald Trump is a serious candidate. I really don't. Um, it, it just seems like he got in it and all of a sudden was popular and like, well, crap. Now what do I do? I guess I got to get a campaign staff together. You know, and do these things. And he, he may end up being just fine as a president for a little while. But if we consistently pick people like this to to represent us, we're going to have a lot of problems. And I, I just think that it's time for us to go, OK, like this is our gut check moment here. OK, Donald Trump made it to be the Republican The problem nominee. is most people did. Most people did, even in the Republican Party. Most people did not vote for Donald Trump. He didn't ever get anywhere near a majority. No. No, and, I know, but the, the way yeah. the system is set up, we, we have to mobilize people to go out and actually vote for a solid candidate. And we don't do that right now. We go for ratings people. We go for the people that we see the most because we don't spend any time digging into who these people are. You explain it a lot on, on your show, on the podcast. Well, we don't, but Ted everything. Cruz and Carly Fiorina and Rubio screwed up, and they've been running it like it's a campaign in 1996. And they yeah, deserve they deserve to lose. They deserve yeah, Donald. They, they, did. they deserve to lose. Um, no, we're gonna have you back on after the break. And it, it pains me to say it, but I, I'm tired of all of their faces at this point. People get exhausted, and it's because of the way these people have these incestuous advisors and strategists. Uh, we'll talk more about it after the break. Gerald Morgan, the most qualified guy on the show. Stay tuned. Ladder with Crowder. Steven, what are you doing? Uh, I'm just browsing AR15.com. You mean the site about the scary black rifle with the best prices, community, and information on the web? Oh, what the hell's the difference? AR15.com! Kaboom! AR15.com! Kaboom! AR15.com! Kaboom! You know, they just heard the three takes. You did three takes, you didn't edit it. They can hear you. Kaboom! Glad to be back. Before I bring on my next guest, uh, I'm looking at some of the tweets. A couple of things. First, someone said, why aren't you a part of the Never Trump movement? Isn't isn't the uh, the sentiment the same? No, I just explained it. I probably will never vote Donald Trump. Like I said, I reserve the right to change my mind if he surrounds himself with brilliant people. I do not believe in the idea of Never Trump at the cost of integrity of the process and the party. I am not Never Trump like some people right now believe in Never Trump, even if it means trotting out Mitt Romney or Paul Ryan. I also think just taking being a joiner in a hashtag is kind of silly. Sorry, 
And it's also why this show has consistently grown while other people have taken that divisive issue and not been reasonable. Everyone knows where I stand on that. Another one, uh, Adam at LunchSec, Adam Anderson. Thanks for tweeting. He goes, Vegas is overwhelmingly Clinton. It's 60-40. Check predictit.org. Trump is the people's choice. Give him some cred. First off, 40% is not the people's choice. Secondly, a 60-40 to 40 election is exactly what we would refer to as a landslide. 60-40 would be a landslide election. Those are unbelievable odds, 60-40. In politics, that is unreal. I'm just getting frustrated with people who have no idea what they're talking even, about. Even about five-point difference. In an huge. election? It is that is huge. monumental. Uh, bringing back, of course, at G. Morgan Jr., Gerald Morgan. Gerald, is it, is it me? 60-40 split. That, that, that means huge odds in Hillary's favor right now. Um, thank you for reading those because you just proved my point. Lots of morons out there who don't. <laughs> who well, no, don't the first one is a fan. On. First one was not a moron know, asking the never Trump, but it, it, people, I, you know, well, there's they a want nuance you to have there. an untenable position. It's not never Trump. We want the system to survive more than we want to keep a bad guy like Trump out of office. That's they don't exactly. understand that. They're willing to sacrifice all of that, not understanding what will come next. Right. Get rid of the system. Fine. Then you have nothing. Right. They're idiots. I'm sorry. Both of those were idiots. <laughs> Well, I love you guys. I'm just—I'm no. not saying you. I'm saying you in general. You know, not specifically. No, it's true. I just want to clarify my position. I, I you know, it's just, I think it's entirely tenable and logical. You don't have to like the results, but if yeah. you sign up for the rules, it's my—it was my same problem with Donald Trump and the delegates. He benefited from the delegate game more than anyone. Got got proportionally far more delegates than he did votes, and then he complains when he loses. That bothers me is the inconsistency from people on the left and the right. And I've never been inconsistent. On my, I'm not changing my personal stance on Trump. Right. I am but you're s- branded as you are because people want to yell and scream. No, I'm not branded that way. People are just asking these questions, which are hopefully clarified. Listen, I clarified them three times. To- well, then why? I- plus, hashtags are silly. They're silly. You see <laughs> someone with a never Trump hashtag in their in their thing. It's just it's. I'm sorry. I, I understand it. I understand supporting it. T- but at this point, at this point, why? At this point, what does that mean? Never Trump. You're just not going to vote Trump. Fine. You don't need a hashtag. At this point, you want them to try out Paul Ryan or John Boehner. I probably I won't vote Trump unless he surrounds himself with geniuses. I've said that. I've been the most vocal opponent. But right now, today. May 5th, if you're saying never Trump, what are you saying? Exactly. That's I, I think that's I think I think that's ultimately my point too. Yeah. That there are people that are willing to to just get rid of everything uh, because they don't like a guy. I don't like the guy, but he won. He's 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 the nominee. There's no way around that. He's gonna get the number of delegates that he needs. Case closed. We move on, right? We're probably looking at Hillary Donald Trump. My problem is that I don't want to be in this position in four years and in eight years and in twelve years and in sixteen years. We're like, well, gee, man, you know, like, right, a guy like Donald Trump, uh, we never thought he'd be a reality TV star and come out and be a presidential candidate. Who knew? Right. I'd kind of like to have good people out there, people like you said, that can see an election cycle change and what people need to say. It changed. Donald Trump changed that game. And maybe that's a good legacy for him. Maybe he's going to make politicians be a little bit more honest and a little bit more forward instead of all these canned practice lines. Um, that they just keep throwing out at speech after speech. Maybe that's a good thing. We've t- we said just, before, the campaigns will never be the same after no, this. They shouldn't be. They, they shouldn't, shouldn't have been be. the same in this not. cycle. They'll they shouldn't have been the same. same a long time ago. I'm <laughs> just as frustrated. Listen, I am. this is not a policy issue, but I am just as frustrated with the GOP as Trump people are because they are so mind-numbingly stupid. To not, I mean, first off, I don't even understand. How does Lindsey Graham, how does Mitch McConnell <laughs> get to be in a position of power? How do the GOP go, oh, oh, this this is a sound, yeah, we're good with it. 
They're absolute morons. Morons. And Ted Cruz is brilliant when it comes to the Constitution. When it comes to running a campaign, was good with the delegates. Fast enough at all. These people Not anywhere are, near fast just, enough. They deserve to lose. They deserve. Does it mean that Donald Trump deserved to win? No. It's like watching one of those awful smoker fights where they're just they're just clinging on to each other for dear life and they're <laughs> they're fat and one of them gets hauled on a stretcher and the other guy only won because one of them went into cardiac arrest because they couldn't get in on a on a treadmill. That was this election. No one ran, and I know everyone. It's it's popular to always bitch. No one did a good job. Trump did a good job with the campaigning, but I, I mean, I, we have to be fair there. I know Gerald is too, but it's just uh, you, you know, did a good job with very little understanding of how the campaign process works. <laughs> what does that tell you? What does that tell you? He understood people, and that's what he yes. needed to understand. And unfortunately, a presidential race and, and most of politics has turned into a popularity contest. Right. What happens in, in high school when you vote for class president and the most popular person wins? They do nothing. Same thing happens. It carries over. Or they Take promise the qualified you for people. But you know what you're doing? You're doing what I, what I get upset with with conservatives and a host doing. That's true. So adapt. The yeah, animal that exactly. survives is not the strongest, is not the fastest. It's the animal that adapts. So, yeah, you're right. That's true. But that's reality. And the GOP has been just been saying that and bitching about it. But you know what? Carly Fiorina, Ted Cruz. Not only should have been back on this program, like I said, Adam Carolla, uh, shows like Joe Rogan, Howard Stern, all these shows that conservatives don't like because of naughty language, they should have been doing that. And they I didn't. Agree. And that really, you know, and I'm just taught using those as an example. But yeah. the same thing, the way they would use social media, the, the way they would try and, you know, go into the only the Christian white Bible belt type voter districts. It's just it's it's asinine. And and I, I'm just as mad with them. At we this needed point. a little more drunk Ted Cruz at night tweeting from for himself. Yes, we did. <laughs> That's what the world needed. Fed with a few bottles of scotch, handy. Not a few Heck bottles, Gerald. You're trying to kill him? That we no, no, need to be I like to get a sip occasionally. Come on, you know you got to have a stock. Yeah, you, you got one glass stock. hanging around. I he mean, did say he was a scotch guy, which surprised me because I thought yeah. he was a, a Southern Baptist. Picture this though. I was just tweeting about this earlier this week. Trump's president, but we film every moment of it like the Truman Show and air it. But he doesn't know. <laughs> he doesn't know. He doesn't know. He doesn't know. We will see where those tweets come I from. I think that is we highly see. illegal. All right, Gerald, what else did you want to get off your chest on this? My, my chest? I, I, I really wanted to mention that you should probably take your shirt off on air next time if you're going to change. Just for the ladies. I might. Well, no, not for the, it's not going to be for the ladies. <laughs> Believe me, if you, look at our, if you look at our followership, it's going to be oh, it's for, for it's the not gay Jared not, not fans. Not gay guy. Not gay guy over there. Yeah, we have a very strong uh, gay libertarian conservative following, so... We're pretty grateful for that. I think it's going to take well, us to all, high places. All, did all six of them find us? It's a, it's a, it's a niche market. <laughs> it's a niche market. It's, it's growing. But the t-shirts growing. are coming. Well, that's a perfect example, right? There are plenty of gay people out there who are frustrated with it. You know, I don't know why people like Ted Cruz and Carly Fiorina weren't really focusing on the winning issues like the freedom of speech and the social justice left. They don't get it. They don't get it. That that's a big issue right now. That's a big winning issue if they focused on it. And they never even talk about it. I agree. Uh, one other thing I did want to say is don't vote third party. Make a choice. Either choose to vote for the person that you want to win or choose to vote against them. Right. If you if you, I mean, or, or choose to vote against the other person, make the choice. Don't vote third party. Third party basically just splits the vote. And, and whoever if you're a Republican and you vote third party, all you've done is split the vote. It's not going to help anything. You may have to suck it up. You at a certain to, I, at I a certain point, a protest vote. I'm not saying necessarily, but I liked what Austin Peterson had to say on the show. At a certain point, when you are so not represented at all, I'm not saying people should vote third party, but I think it's it's defensible a protest vote at that point. Well, here's here's why I would disagree with you. Okay, how about you show me that you wanted to protest before the vote came, 
Maybe go out and do some. Not you. How about somebody who really wants to have a protest, but I'm going to vote for this third party right. candidate because I don't like this guy. Why don't you get involved earlier on in the process it's instead true. of coming to the game late and saying, well, I just don't like my options. Right. You know, I'm going I'm to cry about it on Twitter. I'm, go do something about it. Then you can protest vote, and I'll be right there with you saying, yeah, absolutely. You tried your hardest, and uh, nobody up there is good. I think you're at a point, though, where they're going to be significant. I mean, think about this right now. The Democrats are more likely to go. They're the ones who could go to a contested convention. With a socialist. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> Democratic <laughs> socialist. The convention away. Wait, what? Well, you know there's got to be a lot of them, too, just who would love Trump to be president just so they can't blame all the Hillary crap on Democrats. Hold on real quick. I'm just looking at Twitter. Someone's asking if Nick DiPaolo was sleeping. I, I read his tweets and his voice. He says, I'm wide awake, jerk off. I just love Nick DiPaolo. He tweets exactly the voice like his is, Yeah, the voice is great. Hey, listen there, you little uh, you fascist. Uh, you know, I'm, 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 I'm freaking wide awake over here. Um, yes, yeah, so I, agree, I would agree with you, Joe, but some people earn the right at this point if they felt like they've been really active and they've been snubbed. Um, this is different. It is very different because of how personal it has been. And I don't think you can unify after this. No. I mean, it's, it's going to be really hard to turn out solid Republican base on this. <laughs> You're not going to get a lot of guys who are going to vote for anybody else on the, on the line uh, to come out and really be excited about Trump. I, I don't see it. I mean, there's plenty of other people that are excited about him. I mean, I, he could I've win. Seen the rallies. I get it. But He could win. He could? Yeah, he could. It's, it's unlikely, but yeah, it's absolutely well, possible. I, I reserve the right to never make a prediction again. <laughs> well, yeah, you I, and, I you and you. Dick Morris. Like, Stephen, Stephen, calm down. It's going to be fine. A couple of months from now, we're not even going to be talking Trump. Stephen, don't worry about it. He won't make it to the top nine. Don't, oh, no, the top five. <laughs> well, you know, it's funny. Oh, three, the top three, crap. <laughs> it's funny because of all the pro-Trump people. Like when we have Milo on, he's saying, I don't get it. But when you're on, I was saying, ah, I think you're underestimating him. Anyone who would come on with a view that even if I agree, they're going to think that I disagree with them just because I feel required to. I hear so many softballs all the time on the radio. Like people, like, you give a softball to Carly Fiorina. I go, did you watch the same interview? At that point, it was before <laughs> the first debate, and I said, your tenure at HP was less than impressive. How do you answer your critics? <laughs> Is there any more biting issue for Carly no, even, Fiorina? No, even after, even after this, this week, people are joking on Twitter about how yeah, she joined the campaign just enough to lay off a bunch of people. <laughs> that's still the joke. That's still the, still the hit at Carly, which right. is, you know, that's still there. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, with Senator Ted Cruz, I was like, yeah. you know, you just come across <laughs> as out of touch. Why don't, you, why don't you do this more? It's the packaging. Tweet for yourself. We said, we said that Tweet on air. Tweet for yourself. Yep. You know, I, yeah, I, well, I think you're right, Gerald, but I, 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 don't, I don't know where they go from here. I think Donald Trump could win just because – here's the thing where you hear a lot of other – I was listening – I don't listen to it often, but another conservative radio host saying, well, you know, here we are, le conservatives left without an option. And that was the bitching segment. And I'm going, hold on a second. A lot of people don't care. We are at a point where they, they just hear conservatism. They go, well, yeah, because most of the country isn't conservative. Our job is to convince people who are now – they've taken the red pill – the reason why you have is because these principles, constitutionalism, federalism, this is why they're important as opposed to just one guy. So framing it as though, well, conservatives now. No, no, no. There are people who are willing to listen. Trump is a step. And I think there can be some convincing going on there. And that's why I don't just want to boom, hashtag never Trump and, and shut the door on some of those people. I agree. I, I understand what you're saying. I just think you're going to hear whatever he thinks it's going to take for him to get support. Of course. <laughs> I, I don't want to be lied to. I mean, if he's the guy he says he is, then stay that way. Right. Don't try to come and be this great unifier like your commercials <laughs> in between the segments are talking about. You're not going to unify us. You meant exactly what you said. Of course you meant that. Otherwise, you wouldn't have said it. Don't come back and kind of smooth it over and say, oh, we're going to make America great again together. It's, it's all of us together. No. 
No, that's not what you ran on. So just be honest, at least. Right. No, yeah. I agree with you. Yeah, it's it's going to be a clear war. I of... want to hear his answer on the on the North Carolina trans issue now, because before, Trumps, yeah, Trumps. We know what he did before, but now with this gross violation. And I love of... how all the the media, the Trump media out there, just completely gloss her. They just try to bury that so fast because they couldn't switch. They knew they couldn't switch positions because they could, they were all still pumping out like the night before was Kurt Schilling bathroom stuff. Yep. And then the next morning was Trump was Trump. coming out and supporting the North Carolina social justice warrior law. Uh, yep. Okay, before we go, Gerald, what do you think about that? About the the um, the court saying, "Hey, hey, North Carolina, you can't do that. You have till Monday." Uh, I'd say, "Come and get me." <laughs> well, right I here. think there are and plenty we, of trannies who are willing to we, oblige. <laughs> Sign <laughs> me up. And there are boys and there are girls. <laughs> I was talking to a guy about. He's a super liberal. I was talking to a buddy of mine. Ten seconds, tonight, go. And, and he said. I was like, is there this problem that I wasn't aware of where all these people were being denied bathroom access? If a girl walks into a guy's bathroom that looks like a guy, nobody's going to ask anything. What was going on that was so bad? I'm going to have some questions, but we have to go to the break. Gerald Morgan Jr., thanks for being with us. Stay tuned. Last segment. I'm Perry Matheson, taking you back to our on-the-field reporter, who will exhibit the utmost professionalism from here forward, won't you, Jimmy? Of course. Of course. Okay, Jimmy, you are in Flint, and you've been severely injured. Oh my god, I, I hear a car. I think they're coming back. Who's coming back, Jimmy? The drive-by from earlier. I, that's them. Okay, be as aware of your surroundings, Jimmy, as you can. What's happening? Jimmy, what's happening? Do your job, Jimmy. What's happening? I'm getting shot, Perry! Okay, what do they look like? I told you I don't have any eyes, you son okay, of a- Hey, Jimmy, this is very important. As a field reporter, you need to use what you have available. Can you tell me what kind of caliber these bullets penetrating your flesh feel like? I don't know, Perry! This is what we call making an inference. It's required to make quick decisions in the field, Jimmy. Go with your gut. I don't know, 9mm? Oh, you just picked the most common caliber out there. You're just a lazy reporter, Jimmy. If it's so easy, why don't you come here and do it? That kind of attitude is exactly why you found yourself removed from the Palm Beach assignment and assigned in Flint. Why don't you take some time and think about that, Jimmy, while you're bleeding out, you self-important little... Back, final segment. If you're watching the video cast, that dancing got really dark. <laughs> really dark. It's a new dance, we call it. New dance. It's called the Leo. Dance of the Dead. It's called the Leonardo DiCaprio. For those who didn't, who didn't listen to the podcast, and no one did, a long time ago, when we did that whole Titanic-themed podcast. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
it's still, but we talk. I was always amazed in Titanic when she just, you know, this is the greatest love story ever told, <laughs> and she was annoyed by his frozen corpse in a life raft and just <laughs> and bye, t- bye. <laughs> toss him out of Boop. shark bait. Boop. I mean, I can't imagine doing that to my wife. I can imagine doing it to you. Yes, I can picture that. I can imagine doing it to you. I don't want C. Diff on my my life hut. You know, uh, I don't know. I just remember thinking that like there were so many things wrong with that movie or or the Notebook. It's pornography for women. That's what you know. There was what was that movie? Don uh, the one with Joseph Gordon-Levitt and Scarlett Johansson. Scarlett Johansson. Um, if she walked if she walked into your Scarlett bathroom Johansson slash Lord Vader. Yes. If she walked into your bathroom and you just heard her voice in the stall next, you'd be calling your senator. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh. My cuckoo, my cuckabee, come save me. <laughs> I shouldn't have ordered the Thai food. Oh, no. Hey. Oh, you're Scarlett Johansson. Yeah, who'd you think it was? Shia LaBeouf? <laughs> I, I don't know. Uh, by the way, another story while we were talking about it, parents supporting this, this six-year-old was going into class as a, as a transgender. And, uh, you know, I saw this story, and it just sort of came out at me, the, the idea of, of – of, and I hate to do the whole common sense thing, but when, since when do we allow children, small children, to make permanent decisions regarding their sexuality, orientation, or gender fluidity? Yeah, we don't let them to pick their career to the, like, what, 17? Yeah. But here, decide your gender at a six. Most of them can't do that right. No. And, and, and here we are. You know, the Albany thing was a hate crime. Uh, hate, the hate crime Albany story was a hoax. We have that up on the website. You have to go check that out. They've been indicted. So much stuff just happened this week. We just didn't have oh, feminists. We're all furious about attractive cheerleaders. I don't know if you saw this. This was another story. They were mad that cheerleaders are attractive. They apparently want cheerleaders to look like Triglypuff. There was a black racist in South Africa who bragged about making a white waitress cry. I know, I'm just kind of, I, I, I don't want to do this. I'm just saying there were so many stories we wanted to get to. We need to do another, we need to get this show going more than once a week at this point. Um, we're going to do a video on Karl Marx. So I, I want to sort of talk about this here um, before we... Before we release the video, something that is this is this is mainstream. It's, your little brother was the one who sent me this video, not gay Jared. He said, "Hey, yeah, could you yeah. could you rebut this because it's being shown in all my classes." In classes, and he's he's like fourteen. Yeah, he's fourteen. He's hilarious, by the way. One of the, one of the biggest smart Alex there is, and it's this Karl Marx video. It has over a million plays, and people are are pre- and the guy is clearly in the pocket for Karl Marx. And at one point, he talks about how Karl Marx believed that that uh, profit for corporations was theft, theft from the worker, and. It's funny when you think about that. We are at a point where uh, that's no different from what Bernie people believe. Okay, I'm not saying they're communists, but it's no different. They believe that it's theft for corporations to have un, uh, un I guess, sort of unfair profit margins. So we think it's theft for corporations or a business owner to make a profit, but not actual theft. Because what does the government do? Yeah. They step in. They say, we're taking your money to the profit. Well, no. Here are men with guns. We're taking your money. That's actual theft. So a business owner who's created, I don't know, the Big Mac, and is now the family is now a billionaire, or Walmart, where your deodorant prices went down 72%, and you shop there. That's theft. Taking their stuff isn't theft. That's where we are. That's what a lot of people believe at this point. They believe, this is what's so hard with the generation, and with this election, too, you have a lot of people, obviously, on the Trump side, still just, just purely voting in their own self-interest, saying, well, I, I, it's not about principles now, I'm just going to vote in my own self-interest. And that's okay. Protectionism. 
you can only take that so far before it changes, before the kids you have and the demographics change a little bit and the next person votes in their own self-interest and then they mob you. That, that, that's, that's the order of these things. That's where they go. Um, gosh, a good example. Things that leftists really hate, right? They really hate, we were talking about this earlier, earlier socialism. Leftists hate big corporations, big banks, right? Big, but we hate big banks. Well, listen, so do I. I hate big banks, but let, let's walk this down the logic trail. The only reason that those big banks can continue to be big banks or monopolies is because of the people you really hate, right? The corrupt politicians. Karl Marx acknowledged there's corruption in any kind of a hierarchy. So, Big banks continue to be big banks because of a never-ending supply of bailout funds from big government, big politicians, whom you hate, right? So what happens under communism or socialism? That big government bailing out the big bank, who you hate, who you don't trust, they now are the bank. And they're your only bank. It's one of those great ironies that is lost, and I think it's lost on a lot of people when it comes to the Trump side, certainly to the Bernie side. I think that's why there's a lot of crossover. We've looked at our analytics. It is a stunning number at how many people who are, are either Trump or Bernie. At first glance, you go, that's silly. There's no way. No, there is a way. We can see people coming in uh, to, to, of course, we have all the comments and people going, I just want someone who's independent, Bernie or Trump. People going from Ron Paul to Bernie. At a certain point, and I understand, listen, a lot of people aren't on board with principled conservatism. I get it. And that's why we don't assume that you are. But at a certain point for you, regardless of how I'm presenting it, principles have to come into play somewhat at some point every system of government can't be subjective to the populace's any whim at some point you have to decide either an appropriate role of government or what it is that you believe if you're angry with banks why if you're angry with the gop why if you're angry at mitch mcconnell why if you don't want to vote donald trump why third party why we try to answer those questions, and sometimes I'm not as clear as I, I, I wish I could be. I hope we were on the situation with Trump tonight. I certainly hope that we were on the, the Bruce Jenner, Caitlyn Jenner getting medals on Sports Illustrated, uh, tucking, tucking front tail Good at Buffalo Lord. Bill. But if you are going to get mad or vote, you need to ask yourself, and you need to be able to answer publicly why. Anger in itself is not enough, just like I was talking about. Being offensive in and of itself is not enough. There's nothing wrong with being angry. There's nothing wrong with being offensive if it is a means to an end, if there is a goal. Simply being angry or offensive for its sake, you're not accomplishing anything. We'll talk to you next week. Think about it or don't. Ladder with Crowder.